Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting started! Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent-ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Thanks, everybody, for signing. This is what you get when you join up for our OnlyFans account. Little box. Oh, there we are. Little boxes. Little boxes. You missed Everybody. our OnlyFans show. We right. just just missed our OnlyFans show, but you'd have to be like a, a bought-in fan to see like that stuff. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Uh, you got a, a great video of Chris changing his shirt. Mm-hmm. Eight bucks. I don't, have, I don't have anything to change underneath. People don't know but I'm not wearing pants. Eight bucks for eight bucks. Chris will change his shirt. That's great. Hi, I'm everybody. There. It is the Kids on the Escalator uh, podcast. It is Tuesday night. Back yeah. on Tuesday nights, uh, live to the world, everywhere. Facebook, ready? Ready for the list? Because it's pretty big tonight. Facebook Live on mine and yours. YouTube, Kids on the Escalator, YouTube, YouTube, Kids on the Escalator, YouTube. Dean Blundell Twitter pages, Chris's Twitter page, my Twitter page, you name it. We're everywhere. You can see us everywhere. And we are available. Us. We are available and uh, a rad show for us ahead tonight uh, with an awesome mm-hmm. guest. Um, an old friend, if you will. An old friend. A an very old, old friend. friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, Tim Mac Miller from the band Protest the Hero. Ah, uh, wow. But is he from Protest the Hero or is he from Happy Go Lucky originally? That's the question. He's How many Protest the Hero fans are that big of a Protest the Hero fan that they know that not only were they originally called Happy Go Lucky, but they're they they were pretty successful in our little uh, mm-hmm. our little scene there that some forty one came out of, they absolutely and uh, were. lots of other bands that we discussed before. I got a cat were. that's screaming. I apologize for that. He's okay, about to kicked out on the deck. Okay, stops now. So yeah, so <laughs> lots of good memories with Tim though, man. Like we uh, we go back when they were uh, very very young. We actually uh, were partially responsible for recording their first works, their first recorded musical bits, three songs by Happy Go Lucky. And uh, they're kind of like the hidden or the lost uh, uh, Protest the Hero tracks. So hold on yes, while our producer just, goes and gets rid of our cat. Yeah, you know, I just realized that the Partake IPA mm-hmm. that sponsored the Brenton on Tour podcast is the same color. Look at this. Wow. This is called branding, folks. 
You know, you know what the big difference would be if I had that mug though, there'd be alcohol in that mug. That's right. There's no alcohol in this one, but But see, we're we're going back to our roots here because back when we first uh, started hanging out, I was uh, doing a lot of partying and Dent was doing a lot of partying and you were driving the van in our band. Very much. We'll we'll, we'll just say you were driving the van. You were taking care of all the business and staying sober back then as well. So that's fine. I'm used to this. It's it's no big deal. Or were you going to tell everybody that was alcoholic beer? No, no. It's partake. I I recommend it. If you're on, uh, if you're trying to get off this, if you're trying to get off the sauce, (laughs) <laughs> and it, it, or you know what actually this is a very interesting thing and i, I won't talk too much about it but yes. let's say you're going to the thing and you're like one of us has got to drive the other one's gonna drink but the other one's gonna be like oh man i gotta drive and i can't drink this is as close as you're gonna get to beer and it tastes great yeah. so you can still partake right in the evening but and also be like well i'm drinking beer i'm just not gonna run my car into a ditch <clears throat> Nobody wants to run their car into a ditch. Dent. I've done that before. That's anyway, <laughs> if you're watching, uh, lots Dent, to cover. A few things to cover off um, this week. Well, we got to mention that our, our guest is uh, Juno nominated, we, right? Well, we'll let him mention that. Oh, I know. Well, it's common knowledge, man. It's all sure, like, if you fine. go on the internet. All, so, but that that's, I'm just so. What, if we go on the internet. He's, he's got two nominations, right? Him, and, right? him and his band. Tell us, what are they? It's right. Metal, metal, metal and album artwork. So album of the year, the metal well, album I, of the year. I think I was saying they're they're like my favorite new metal band. I would say. Well, they're all they're old. They're they're old guys now. Oh yeah, I guess they are kind of. Um, I don't know, right? well, but they're still they're still writing music, so it's new metal. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they're not really. No, that's a good point. Is yeah, new they're metal they're like veterans now because they're it's veterans young. now. Well, they're I know veterans they're veterans, now. man. I know. Yeah. I taught a lot of. Uh, see, that's the funny thing too. Is I'll talk. Is mention to Tim is when uh, the kids come in and they reach the point of learning "Protest the Hero." I'm stoked. Yet, oh, because I got to take like an hour to learn a half to teach a half hour lesson because guitar <laughs> stuff's really high up there. Right? It's really good. Um, Blood Meets probably my favorite. No, I'll, Hair Trigger's my favorite video. Blood Meets my favorite song. I think it's from that same album. Yeah, Blood Meets. I used it today for the uh, a little bit of the promo today on the uh, great song, man. And the riffs in there are sensational. On the Instagram, um, they're uh, the way they jump from their finger tapping to bar chording and uh, big chords and octaves and stuff. Really, really good stuff, man. Like if you're a guitar player. Um, and you're into metal and you have not heard of Protest the Hero, first of all, what the hell's wrong with you? Second of all, <laughs> check them out. Because uh, guitar playing wise, I don't know. There's there's nobody in, when we were, when they hit their stride, there wasn't a lot of people that could compete with what, what they were doing. Um, Dragon Force tried to, um, but they couldn't pull it off live. Uh, whereas I, I know that Protest could pull off what they were yeah. doing on the I used I did live. a couple of shows for them in that. It was kind of an interesting thing because... I did a show for them at the Vogue Theater in Vancouver. So it was like 1,100 kids there. And it was uh, awesome to see that, right? Yeah. It was like that third record, I think. So right when it was hot, like super, mm. super hot, just when like, you know, there were still places to be played on the radio and much music yeah. was still playing videos. It was great. And before, before they were opening for us. I think some 41 opened for us at one time too, didn't they? Or that's, that's just going on before us. Let's go share but a bill with them. Share, share a stage. Sharing, it's just funny. A stage at least palace in Toronto and Oshawa. Yeah. yeah some 41 there too. Mm. Yeah. Um, we'll play lots and, of shows with, with, with the protest though. When they were protest and Chuck Caliber and Mr. Machete, just as happy go lucky. I think we hooked them up with their first real show too, other than a battle of the bands. I think I could be Kingston wrong. Kingston at the 477, they played with us. Was that? Well, oh, yeah, they did that. But I thought we hooked up with a dungeon show right after the Battle Maybe, of the yeah. Bands. Probably. And I think we paid them and everything, and they wouldn't take the money, if I remember correctly. Wow. We've got, we've got footage. Some cool memories. There's some footage there that our fallen brother Zig got, and they're all yeah. in the front row. 
and like oh, Luke, yeah. Luke, they jumped on the Luke, stage at one point. Little yeah. Luke and after all, like ah! it was great. Oh, we got them recorded, and they're on our, our recording of one of our songs, "Smelly." Yeah, uh, we actually uh, Brody does the vocals in there, and we do all the other guys bring in gang vocals for mm-hmm. Upe, right? That, that's that's what they used to call me, Upe. Well, some Upe. people still call you. We've just yeah, sometimes we just shortened it to Weinstock. It's better than um, bag of douche. That's true. <laughs> Um, hey, so a few things to get to before we get to Tim. Uh, Are we going to talk about how the fact that I almost coughed on my blue microphone and we really don't want to do that because our blue microphones are like top shelf. And they're electri- it'll electrify you. It'll, cut, it'll come through and it'll take you out. Well, just the uh, coughing on is such a beautiful yeah, instrument right here. Right? Like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's awesome. Big thanks thank to you, our friends at Blue. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And cheers uh, to Dean. Dean. Hey, we're, it's working I, tonight. Just, we're on the Twitter tonight. <laughs> throwing them what, out there. We're on the Twitter tonight. It's working on all the channels. So thanks, everybody. Uh, we had a busy couple of weeks uh, kind of coming out of the WandaVision madness, settled in a little bit to some music talk over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be getting back probably to some more comic talk a little bit more because be. Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts this Friday. Uh, Chris has got um, a bit of a breakdown of how yeah, that, well, we're, you know, what, dude, uh, what do you think that's going right now? I sorry, I get some, I'm getting excited. Uh-oh. Comic books. So, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. You've got one minute. <laughs> Man, really? Yep. <laughs> okay, so one minute. It looks like they're going back to Matterport. And when Matterport is where Wolverine first started out, when he had his patch on, but he had his patch on when we started his own solo comic book. But solo comic book came back in the yeah, it was the late nineties, early nineties kind of thing. So when we put that in there, well, that could be the plain thing that's going to, which equals that also the Omega Red could be in there as well, which is mutants, mutants, mutants. And as I said, through the whole thing is that we wanted to have the mutants go through these whole phase four because what they're going to do with phase five is you're going to introduce the mutants. Boom! It's mutants. X Men. Bam. <laughs> that was like 45 seconds. Hey, Lachlan Cross, I hope you caught all that. <laughs> and Dean, that was good. Do you need to go for I a run it. now or something? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, today's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are pretty busy. Uh, I teach Wait. three days a week and I and I just soak myself in coffee and energy. I was going to ask you about the coffee intake. I'm ready to go, that, man. So. I, I, as I mentioned, dude, I'm not a coffee snob, but I love starting my day mm-hmm. with just, just a nice coffee. This little yeah. sugar, little, little cream, and I have my CBD oil with it. And then... Uh, the best days are when you go from that, for me, is when I go from the coffee in the house to a beer on my deck in the summer. Those there are the best. But I'm not teaching those days. Um, we're going to, um, hey, Lonnie, I was going to ask you, our, our fearless uh, producer there. Yeah, what's happening? Did you happen to find a graphic of Metal Edge by chance? Uh, well, I didn't notice first. It was sort of like, uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on, there was a bit of news of the week stuff. Um uh, in the music world. So obviously the Grammys just happened and they gave Eddie Van Halen 15 seconds. Uh, so that's got everyone in a bit of an uproar about that. Those awards um, are bullshit anyway, huh? Um, Man. Well, you know what? They could have at least. Like, well, they should have at least. You know, they could have at least did something that would have been a little bit more. I heard I heard rumblings that they, they had Wolf, Wolfie to, they had. Uh, Wolfgang to do some stuff and he didn't do it. So the graphic that you're going to see right now is metal edge magazine, which was the biggest, like obviously there was like, Chris just had a Kerrang magazine. There was rip. There was like hit parader. There was all these ones, but metal edge magazine uh, was formed and ran uh, run by a woman named Jerry Miller. And she was in all the pictures and all the rest of it. That's, that's the graphic that we have there. But anyone that came through the eighties that's Kerrang. Yeah. Anyone that came through the 80s would have seen um, 
you know, metal edge. And that was kind of where obviously before the internet, before anything kind of happened, you would get those, this is where you kind of went for at least the eight, like it was very hair metal based, but it was like, you covered your bedroom in the posters you'd get the, you know, totally. You get the posters and everything. One of the things that I loved that they did and I know I don't see it now. And the last band to do this was Pearl Jam, but they would do album breakdowns. So you would get like, for me, you know, where at me, Chris, like I came through that warrant, you know, Tesla poison thing out of Metallica. They covered Metallica, but it was like just as Metallica broke on black on, on, or not broke, but did the black thing. You got a bit of Metallica, but it was really heavily Motley. Like there was Motley Crue, Skid Row, all that kind of stuff. But when those bands would put a record out, they would break it out track by track. Right. So, and I just remember being so cool that you could read, like, how did they write this record? Like Van, you know, the first Van Hagar record, he, broke it down you know and like motley nice. crew dr feel good it was like this track is this and this is what we did for kickstart my heart and we went to vancouver and we did that and it was kind of like an insight into the, the thing and she did such an amazing job of like i gotta think you know whether people believe in the hall of fame or not they have a builder section she has to go in as mm-hmm. one of the journal the top journalists in the world as far as importance to a scene because she single-handedly built that 80s metal scene mm-hmm. with that magazine Definitely and, made it look good and sound good and give you, give you some, uh, some cool picks that made oh, it look yeah. real like like a scene you wanted to be a part. of. But that's of, how right? you would find out. That's where you could go in. Remember they used to have like the mail, like um, you would have like mailing lists, like join the this mailing list or something, and you'd send up a self posted like envelope, yeah. and then the band would send you back like join the Kiss fan page, but mm-hmm. you got to send us a thing, and then they send it back, they send it back to you. That's where we went for all that. Like mm-hmm. between her and wrestling magazines, that was my eighties. It was like metal edge magazine yeah. and all the wrestling magazines I could get. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, she sadly passed away. And um, I think there needs to be a bigger deal made about it. I, I see yeah. Eddie trunk and I see some people talking about it today, you know, Sebastian Bach and some of the people that came to that era are definitely paying tribute to her. But uh, listen, gotta be said news of the week musically for somebody like me, that magazine played such a role in introducing me to so many bands one of which I have on my podcast tomorrow. One of my favorite bands, Tesla. I've got the bass player from Tesla, Brian, on my podcast tomorrow. Full album breakdowns, everything. That magazine was like everything. And so it's just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy that we we got that in a few weeks ago, but um, it would have been interesting to get his take on her Mm -hmm. and Metal Edge and and the importance that those magazines played in in their role because it was all about visual back then, right? Right. MTV. The magazine image of it, right? Yeah. So anyways, Jerry Miller, RIP, you know, um, sad to see you go. And, um, and, and, uh, thanks for your contribution to the world of metal. That's right. And you belong in a hall of fame as a builder. So hopefully they'll recognize that. Uh, Chris, it is uh, week two of, um, Skeletron. It is. I was just going to say. Call Huey Lewis. Call Huey Lewis because I got some news. (laughs) (laughs) Issue two of Skeletron is out and available and I'm getting great reviews on this one. It is getting better. Um, I just like doing it. You know what I mean? But it, the fact that it's getting review, great reviews is, is, is really uh, heartwarming, especially from the Kingston scene around here, which is great. I, there's a lot of people I respect that are reading it yeah. and sharing it and taking care of it. And you're doing the same thing. And I appreciate that. But you know, as I say, like I, I it's uh I don't need, it's weird. Cause when I was in a band, I always wanted that. Like, I want to be like, I want to make a ton of money off this. And I want to be like out playing big shows and I want to live the life. And I'm, I'm doing this comic book and it's just a world I want to be in. It's not even, 
it's such a different vibe and a different motivation for me doing this. And I just love doing it. Uh, I find that's what I'm doing all the time. Like I'm either locked in my office drawing the comic book and writing or I'm, I'm teaching basically. It's a, it's a cool lifestyle. I really enjoy it. The only thing is, is I'm getting very, you know, you get very secluded in your world of uh, writing a comic because you got to kind of turn your phone off. You just put on something in the background. I like lately it's been the, uh, the crime documentaries because I can kind of listen to them. Sure. You don't really have to watch. Wow, man. Um, it was a evil genius is a fantastic Netflix uh, true crime drama. If you want to check that out. And on the other uh, call Huey Lewis, there's news is I, I was debating on, on growing a mustache. I, uh, you know, I let about three days growth go in and then, and then I kind of let the mustache go and I showed my wife and she was like, Oh God, that's disgusting. And then I went back in the mirror and I looked and you know, that's a big challenge to, to be a mustache guy. It is. That's a whole other lifestyle. But it is a thing right now. It is kind of happening. But I don't a know lot. if I'm ready for that lifestyle, that, that whole change in lifestyle of them being a mustache guy. But uh, hey, I know that guy. Speaking of Whoa. beards and mustache, let's smile. Get, it's Tim. Let's get his take there on it. There you go, buddy. There you go. Introduce well, our friend. a long time, fellas. I know, right? I know. I, I, I've had so many students that have actually run into you and told me they've seen you and seen your band, but. Uh, I, I don't get to see you, but I, I'm here in Kingston now. And rumor okay, yeah. has it that you're booked to play here in the fall, I think. Okay. Um, I think it's probably through your booking and everything. But, but you know, Mark, uh, Mark from I Hate yeah. Sally is like one of my best friends here. And we play in a band together. So he's been mentioning to me some of the band Sloan's coming. I've already booked a show here. And I think you guys have too, man. So I'm going to be able to hang out with you soon. Which is good. Yeah, well, that's we'll see what happens. I know that we haven't discussed it before. All of the lockdown, we had tentatively had a tour booked for the fall. I think that's I the one, then, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And then we pushed it to 2021, but we haven't officially had the band discussion if we are going to do it or not. Uh, so right on, right on. We'll maybe see, I shouldn't but... have mentioned that. Well, well listen, everything's getting rescheduled. I have like seven tours that I'm Mark's like, not watching. We're good. We're good. I have seven tours. And yeah, your bandmates are, are your other bandmate is live right now. You're fully competing with him right now. Oh, and he's on yes. Twitch. Oh, Rody, he's, yeah. he's twitching it up. We're, twitching we're it up taking but, Rody uh, on. That's it. Yeah, all the viewers down. Are, they're all right here. They're all, all right, Tim. <laughs> hey, buddy. Welcome to the podcast. Good to see you, man. Yeah, I'm going to join the headphone crew sure, but yeah, yeah very good to jump in to get reacquainted with you boys i mentioned to uh brent uh i've started writing i don't know what's going to happen with it but i kind of want to write the pth story from my perspective and in the second chapter i mentioned mr machete is that a specifically- happy go lucky chapter or what man are you gonna are you yeah because like, you know those tracks are like your hidden songs that nobody can find you know how many people contact me tim they are. Oh my God. So you know how many people contact me about that CD? It's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. dude. Do you still have like copies of it or just like, I have fun? the masters, man. I got the, all the masters oh, from it. Yeah, I do. So we'll have to talk off offline here and uh, figure out what you guys want to do with that stuff, buddy. Cause yeah, I've got, and even uh, I have access to the master masters, like, cause they were done on tape, right buddy? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So well, this is, so, this is something I want to pick your guys' brains about. I don't oh, know yeah. if now's the time to do it or we have to have another check. Cause oh, I know no, we're just show. talking. I want, I'm, I want I'm to definitely, when, when you have an idea, if you want to release it, we should probably talk after, unless you guys have got an idea what you want to do with it. But cause I've got a lot of people asking for it, buddy, but I haven't given it to anybody. I have not given. Yeah, well, so that was the kids. One song. That's the kids on. That's the kids on drugs uh, compilation, and you guys are on it. Machete's on it, and um, 
and Mel's band was one star short, right? One star short. short. That's what they were yeah. called. Yeah, buddy. And then you guys all, we were, we were just talking, you guys all jumped in on that smelly song we did too. Right. And did yeah. gang vocals. Yeah. Your the fucking hell? band sucks anyway. Yeah, that's it, buddy. That's it. Good times. Right. Even funnier, yeah. as I said, my wife's the producer here of the show right beside me. And she always okay. like when when back when we were uh, traveling and stuff before COVID and talking with people, we'd always share the story when we recorded you guys as Happy Go Lucky. And Lonnie was in the TV room and I, I, I'd have to ask her, two of the members were like hitting Jeopardy on the TV show with Alex Trebek, like bam, bam. And I remember Lonnie saying, how old are these guys? And like, what school do they go to? They're so freaking smart. Cause she's used to like the other guys that we'd hang out who were be drunk by like 12 o'clock. Right. And yeah. here, here are you guys coming in much younger, but still in the family of music that, you know, that we would play shows together and everything. And uh, you guys were so smart at such a young age. And my wife was always, that was the one thing that she always clued in with you guys. Whatever your, your guy's name come up when we were up talking to other people, new people at meetings or parties, or whatever. Yeah. And they were so smart. They're so smart. You know what I mean? Cause you guys do talk a lot about political stuff and mm. you did in the past anyway, but you know what you're talking about. Like you've always been smart human beings and I've always respected that. Yeah. I guess I think when we were like teenagers, we tried to like use a bunch of big words and we like, we were interested in like learning. And I think academically uh, we all aim to do well in school and stuff like that. So that was a value that we kind of all had. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm happy that we had some influences as far as bands where they were about kind of learning and educating yourself and stuff like that. And that definitely was something we tried to do. I think we did try to flex it a little bit in the beginning. And RF, who isn't in the band anymore, but him and his understanding for literature and writing. And it was always just like, he was on a, another level when it came to that stuff. Any interview he did was like me talking about comics. It was just like, you know what I mean? Going. But a funny thing, Tim, is uh, he taught my daughter at uh, the at the college or university that he teaches at there. And she went okay. up to him and, and she, she didn't say anything to him until the end of the semester or whatever. And she went up and told him, you know, hey, I'm, I'm Chris Machete's daughter. And he just stepped back wow. in front of everybody was saying thank you because they're all like worshiping the guy, right? He taught yeah, a yeah. band, a band program there. Um, what, yeah. Sorry. What, what school was it? Sheridan. Sheridan, I think. Centennial. 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 So yeah, and so the long that, line, long line of kids going up to, to and and <laughs> she told him who she was, and he stands back and says, "Your dad is a beautiful human being," and gives her a huge hug, and everybody wow. just my my daughter says there was a hush like over everybody. <laughs> it's like oh my god. So this is what I hear though, and I love that stuff though. You know what I mean? Like I say, like I I think my teaching flip. started with hanging out with you guys, man. Like I've I've just yeah. always enjoyed watching talent grow, and you guys are like the essence of that from our area, I would say. Oh, well, thank you. That's, yeah. that means a lot coming from you. And so do you mind if we go back to like that EP Taylor show? It's bad. It's band oh, sure. wars at EP Taylor's. Oh, yeah. I remember. Uh, right side sponsored by Alcatraz. Um, as far as I know, I think the reason we got on that, there was another band called Alcoholic Tendencies that was a friend of our drummer Moe's. Uh, his parents were friends with this guy, Dan, who had this band. So I think we were playing with them on the same night and you guys were the headliner. Um, and I just remember watching you guys play and being like, what in the world is this? Is this, is this heavy metal? Like, what is this? It's because yeah. I was like listening to punk and stuff like that and just blown away. And then I remember chatting with Brent. I think I, you guys all kind of came over and it was like, yeah, I really liked your set. And we we're kind of talking to you and Brent's talking about recording something and, you know, that's kind of my memory of that whole situation. Yeah, I remember I was standing side stage, like 
because we were playing the show and I was staying there with, with uh, Doug Smart, who was part of Alcatraz, I think, at that time. Um, okay. And he went on to do, uh, he's part of Curse Blessings, I think, now, records. Anyway, him and I were watching you guys and we just kept hitting each other going, check this out, check this out. And it was just, it's so cool. See, I, as I say, like, that was kind of the spur to want me to teach. I love seeing younger people dive into the roots of things. And you guys had that punk rock root going on. And as I, I don't know if a lot of your fans know how punk rock you guys were off the hop, you know what I mean? Or off with his hat on there all the time, right? Um, <laughs> the thing that, that I really liked about it was, you guys had, again, being friends too, you, you can see that when you play live, but the passion you guys had for the old stuff and bringing it into the spotlight to show it off for everybody, I thought was really, really cool. And the way that everybody followed you around was like, yeah, man, like if this is what these guys are into, then we're going to follow that. I thought that was great. It just, it's, it's cool to see the future ahead of young people like that from my point of view. You know what I mean? At that point, um, too, Tim, we were, um, when you had met us for the first time, um, we were at the sort of the top of the game at that point too, for us, that was, that was already a few years into what we were, we were doing. So um, we were kind of had played with all the bands at that point had played with, kind of everybody locally we had opened for a shit ton of bands at that point and we got in and, trouble for it too i don't know if you guys had the same thing tim but you, you get those good shows and all of a sudden the, the scene in oshawa is like oh you're not so cool anymore right sorry Brent, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah it just went it just kind of was like that that kind of moment where we were at that top of that game when you guys came along so at we were sort of looking f- to for that next thing and because all the mm-hmm. bands that were kind of playing with us at that time or opening or or whatever it was it was not what you guys were doing. And even though mm-hmm. you got happy go lucky was different than what protest is now, but the core of what I think Chris touched on is, is like there was a definitely something internally between what you guys were doing. And I think that what I see was that you weren't playing through the motions at that point. It was, you guys were like laser focused on what you were going to do. Cause a lot of the other bands are like, you know, just we're going to be a punk band. Or we're going to be this. And you you said you were watching us going, is this metal? Is this punk? What is, what is it? We It took us a while to kind of get to that point of combining that punk and metal thing that we were doing. But when we saw you guys for the first time, it was like, wait a minute. These guys are already, they've already started their path and yeah. they haven't really played a show yet. And yeah. it was like, we just kind of saw that and it was awesome to kind of, oh, and they're young. And they're, not, way- and they're not jaded yet. <laughs> No, no, you, well, you, the passion on stage, but you were in some ways ahead of your, ahead of a lot of the bands that we've played with for years and years, as, as far as your tightness and your focus. I think that's the best, that's the best way to put it is that your tightness and focus were miles ahead of bands that we've played with uh, for years and just kind of didn't, didn't progress anywhere and didn't get tighter, didn't get that, that, you know, that arrow. We, I, I knew where you guys were going right when I saw you, man. And it was nice to have someone like you guys come along and be like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this thing and we'd like to bring you along. And it's like, we had no idea. Like when, anytime we tried to record, we put a computer mic and got sound recorder going and hit record in the middle of our jam space. And it was terrible. So like to actually have someone that's like, Hey, we have some experience. Let's bring you along and we'll record a couple songs with you and hang out and whatever. I think that was huge for us just to see like, okay, this is what a band does. And, mm. you know, this is the next step that we're kind of reaching towards. Tim, when did you guys start to actually dive in? Cause like the guitar work 
as I was mentioning, when, when a student would, would finally get to the stage where they could learn protest, I would be happy. But at the same time, it's like, okay, now I got to spend an hour teaching a half hour lesson, right? Because you're stuck. <laughs> and especially going from, how do they go from doing a chord to doing the finger tapping? And, and I'm old school, Tim. So I finger tap with my first finger instead okay. of my middle. So yeah. the pick switch is hard, right? And of course, yeah. I, I always, okay, I'm old. I, I finger tap my first, you can't do that, Chris. I was like, all right, thanks. Thanks, 12 year old. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but your, your guitar work. So when did you come to the point that you thought, okay, let's, or when, when did you get to the point where you thought, wow, we are really, we're good guitar players now. Because you must've come to the point where you, were, you noticed what you were doing was really rad. I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty insecure person. Now I say I'm probably a worse guitar player now than I have been in, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there was a moment, but I think, you know, just kind of getting recognized as a guitar player. So I don't really think our first release uh, calculated use of sound people liked mm-hmm. the guitar work, but I think with Kazaya and then Fortress, you could see that there was an, a part of our fan base that were like kind of, guitar or musicians that were really gravitating towards it. So maybe at at that point, just kind of seeing that, Hey, you know, people that are in the guitar community are really kind of getting into this music. Um, Sonically, you guys were sonically, it it got deadly fast. So, cause I was like, cause I went from pop to the, you guys did that switch really quick. It seemed that's why I was trying to see if you could pinpoint that moment when you got more metal than punk. Yeah. Like I think as far as like my tastes and like what I was playing, like, I think the stuff that we recorded, I think I was 13 and, you know, listening to a lot of like offspring blink 182, some of the fat rack epitaph, all that stuff. And then I think around 14, 15 started listening to like Metallica, Megadeth and, you know, some dream theater, some of the progressive stuff. And I think, we just really wanted to like incorporate that with still having the speed. Cause you, you know, there's some metal, not to say it's not fast, but it's more like, you know, heavy and riffy opposed to like trying to like drive, drive, drive like punk rock. So I think we just really wanted to kind of like show our chops a little bit more and get a little bit more technical. Um, and we just, I, I don't know if it's because we recorded more professionally or just, really put ourselves in a position where we had to get better. Well, yeah. Because if, think- if you stop playing punk music and you're playing, you, you, you know, if that's the, that's the progression, I think a hey, brand is going from punk to metal. Cause that's the thing is I found too. So when I get bored playing guitar and punk song, it's like, well, gotta go to metal. Cause it's just that aggression. You know what I mean? It's the natural, the natural step. I, yeah, I, and traditionally punk and metal don't get along. So it's interesting to combo the two of them. You know what back I mean? in the day, they didn't know yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Um, but well, I um, think, I'm curious about that because, you know, for us to sit back and watch it and obviously you guys had the, the, I mean, sure the songs were there and the performance was there, but you were part of, this is funny. We're speaking to you like you're old guys now, but you were part of that last group of people that got played yeah. on music and got played on, you know, where you can make videos and mm-hmm. you can do things and the people could visually see what you were doing. And then sonically it was backing it up. I remember, cause I, when did I come out? Because I've been in Vancouver since 2000. Uh, 2005. Right. So I, I landed out oh. here in 2005. And okay. I remember when I got that record uh, or heard it and being like, what the fuck? I know, how, right? That's what like, I like, did it, music, like, like, how did it get to, like, how, like, it, there was an undeniable moment listening to that going, oh boy, 
this is going to, this is going to go. Right. And, and it was like, did we ever stop at the right time? Like, it's just a funny kind of thing. Cause we, because it was just like, we, that wasn't obviously our genre or where we went, we tried to do the, the punk metal combo. But what I'm saying is, is like, who, like, where was the moment in that Kazai moment where you guys were like, this is good. We got something here. We got something here. Because there we had to be right. a moment. Was, yeah. 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 Because um, I remember yeah, coming, I don't Blood Meat too had that giant hook up the middle. Hmm. Right? Uh uh just with the girl. Uh, uh was the girl? Was it one with the girl? Uh you guys uh, not hair trigger, trigger, man. Hair trigger. Yeah. But Blood Meat had that, yeah. Uh there was this giant, giant hook up the middle of that song. And I was like, Well, they they learned a little something playing out there with the rest of us pop kind of punky bands. Oh, yeah. You got to keep, that yeah. hook, you got to keep that hook in there. And I, I was thought it was great. I think what's interesting about like, there's been a lot of um, people talking about like the history of like punk and like a lot of like the 2000 era, like fat wreck, you know, bands like propaganda struck out, strung out leg wagon, Pennywise, all of that. The thing I never really clued into is it was kind of branded as punk rock, but it's like, all of those players were like metal people trying to play punk. And that's where that kind of skate punk genre, it's very metallic. And that's something that I didn't pick up on as a kid. Cause I was like, Oh, this is just punk. But then it's like, you find out all the influences for those bands. A lot of it is like thrash and that stuff. So it's like, we were getting our metal secondhand. So I think it just kind of fused in. And then as we kind of got into more, you know, technical things like, Dillinger escape plan um, or bands like that. Um, I think we kind of just fused the two together and it came out what, how it was. I think the other thing I'll say is we were kind of lucky that we were playing a genre that was kind of becoming, you know, mainstream with like the screamo and like Alexis on fire. And it's like, it was kind of cool that, that we were the same age as a lot of the fans. So it's like, we were the high school kids Mm -hmm. and we were kind of seeing that like, this is popular. And it's like, um, it was just interesting to like, not be like, you know, in your twenties or early thirties being like, we're trying to appeal to the high school. It's like, we were in high school appealing to the high schoolers and it just, everything kind of aligned to just work out that way. I think. Was it underground operations that started? Yeah. Right. It was underground. Right. And then it kind of went from there. Um, Closet uh, Monster, man. That's uh, again. I remember, I remember playing shows with Closet Monster here in Kingston, man. I'm such a good time. Really good yeah, time. Yeah, and, and that was like another situation exactly like what happened with us where it's like we play a show, a guy comes up to us after and is like, hey, I'm starting a label. I want to record some songs. I want you to record with me. And it's just like I'm very grateful for people like you and for people like London who just like saw something and were like, I can help you guys make a step. Another passionate guy with music, right? Yeah, no, totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember playing a show with London and uh, <laughs> when we first showed up, we were doing a bunch of shows with them and they just he kind of was looking, oh, there you are, okay. And he gave me a CD and he goes, no, I want you to have this. I was like, oh, I don't really have any money. I, like, I, was, you know, I was doing the whole pat in my pockets thing. Like, hey, yeah. no, 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 I want you to have this. And I was like, thanks, buddy. And I listened to it and I was just like, wow, this is so good. I like, was just like, he needed me to hear it, right? And I was like, okay, buddy, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Focus in your music, maybe Mr. Machete there. You'll, you'll do better. But yeah, really great guy, really great guy. Um, because it, it, it's cool when you when you meet people that will help you along the way. Because there's so many, as I, I just kind of touched on, and we we talked about this with uh, uh, who are we talking with? Gary and last week, boneless, boneless and uh, oh, and Gary Begner from Lame, right? 
And when Lame got popular, they left Oshawa and went out and did huge tours and stuff and, and came back and then everybody hated them, right? Because, you know, okay. oh, wow, you know, well, they, they would, you know, you, oh, you guys are, you guys are too big for Oshawa now. And it's just the scene in there gets, so we were at that point too, where a lot of people were turning on us and it was really nice to see, uh, you know, the innocence in you guys coming up as well. And, and again, it was, it's a weird thing with me as, as, as that teacher that I didn't know was coming out. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. that's like my still what I'm, I'm most known for now is my HM, my legendary HM music school. Right? You know what I mean? Um, and it's been, yeah. fun, but, but the kids, man, I, I try and do, I just try and keep rock and roll and metal alive with them and give them fun. But mm. the best is when they can say, I want to see protests here. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, well, just maybe mention that, you know, uh, you, you know, Chris, and maybe they'll be nice to you. And there were so many times that you guys have reached over <laughs> the table and hugged my students. Like, seriously. Yeah. And I can tell when they come back and the rise would be like, it's like, you met them. Did you like, well, they're in the, I was in the line. They hugged me. And I was like, oh, they stopped the line. And how's Chris doing it? That's so cool. Like that, that, yeah. that, that's really awesome. You know what I mean? So, so being my main gig, being a teacher kind of thing, you know, um, watch it. I, I, I didn't know it back then, but uh, mm. did you know that that was what you wanted to do when you played that first E.P. Taylor's show that I watched? What, that I wanted to yeah. do music? Yes. Honestly, it's always been just like a hobby. I guess that's wow. kind of bull. That's kind of bull. Like, as you kind of get older, you're like, well, I have to make a living doing this. Hmm. But uh, always the intentions were just to like keep doing shows and keep playing and keep enjoying yourself. And it's like, there wasn't really aspirations of like well i hope i'm playing in a stadium and doing that and yeah you, you know thought just about like, that, huh? yeah i'm sure at some point like but it wasn't I your drive like, it wasn't your like yeah and I, I feel like that was kind of the punk attitude too it wasn't like for like glamour and glory it was just more to like keep doing it and keep grinding it out and just and plus we were in oshawa scene right so you can't you, you gotta keep your head down you gotta you know don't say the yeah oshawa the- <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to walk around with a big head who uh, um who stamped the card who stamped the protest card and, and put you to that moment obviously underground was a thing but when you played there had to have been a show that you played with somebody or somebody you looked up to um, and stamped the protest card and said, you're in the club now. Like, you're just so good. Like, you're good. You, we get it. You're headlining shows in Europe now, or, you know, you're doing these shows. I mean, I did a show with you guys in Vancouver what, years ago at the Vogue, and I was, like, you know, tear in my eye watching you guys headline this Vogue show, being <laughs> like, look at these guys, just slay it. Was there, like, there had to have been a moment for you guys where somebody kind of stamped the protest card where you kind of were like, yeah, yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing happened like very quickly overnight. It was all kind of like this, like slow burn. Uh, I don't know if that's the right term, but yeah, it was like just steady growth. I don't know. There was definitely moments where it's like, we played with a lot of bands that I really looked up to and like thinking of, you know, that Kazaya release and for that record, we were on tour with Death by Stereo, who I was a huge fan of. And I remember we played Toronto at the Cathedral. And uh, I think it was Ephraim Schultz, a singer, just came up to them. He's like, this is your night. It's our tour. We're the headliner, but this is your night. Uh-huh. And he just like made it clear. And it was just like, that was a big moment for me because I was just like, I don't know. I, how old have I been? 14? Wow. Uh, no, something. Oh, no, no. I'd be older than that. Sorry. Are you driving yet? Or did you have your license? No, no. I was like 18 or 19. Um, but you know, someone like that who's in his thirties and is a road dog just saying that to you. I think that was, that was big for me. Um, I don't know that I guess 
it's more now reflecting on, you know, being at a European festival and looking out to thousands of people and being like, wow. holy shit, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never been like, this is the show. <laughs> There's always been these like little things that are part of the, this, this is happening. Um, but it's, it always continues to kind of happen. Like any great story, my friend, it's not whammo, you know, you we're get the, you got the bill. We're still the, writing the, it, right? So you are, you guys aren't done yet, man. You're far from done, far from done. I'm going to see you in yeah. Kingston at the end of the year. I'm going to see you here at the end of the year. I'm sure I am. Right, fingers crossed. Shout out time for one second. We got Darren, Mr. D from the salads checking in, saying hi to us. Oh, oh right on. So and we hello. also have uh, Mike Bryant. Mike Bryant. Hello. Uh, Taylor Toombs. Hello. Alex Machete, little little rat Alex saying hello. Uh, Louise Krushank saying hello. We got about uh, a few people. Holy Tim, some shout outs we've had, man. Good job. Wow. Um, the Salads, I was, I haven't heard that name in a while, but that was definitely a, a pretty cool Canadian band or Ontario band. Yeah. I think we played with them a, a few times. And I remember a friend played with them for a short while, I think, uh, Legs Leger a Cornwall boy, but mm-hmm. I remember there was some riffs going on there. I think I remember oh, their last record. Like ERS. Deadly man. I, I toured. Yeah. I had them. Yeah, on, he's a uh, really good guitar player. I had them. He on, went to uh, that school though, right? He went to, what's that school in California? Uh, GIT. For, oh, oh, GIT. Yeah. The Institute I, or MI. Yeah. Whatever the guitar is, it's guitar Institute or something. Yeah. Big Eddie, teacher. big Eddie guy, big Eddie Van Halen guy. Yeah. Big Eddie Van Halen fan. So, you know, they did a great uh, cover of uh, Huffer teacher. Great band. Yeah. Had a lot of fun with those guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, Juno nomination. Yeah. Holy crap. Congratulations, my friend. Hold on. Hold on. Right here. Oh, yeah. look at that. That's the first one, right? Let's see. That's the first one. So I uh, pull that up to the camera I for our friends. I have room for another one. <laughs> hold, that, hold that up to the uh, camera. Yeah, let's see let's, that let's again, buddy. That that get, that's a, I'm that's not strong enough. Proud of. <laughs> this was what year? This oh, was 2014. Buddy. 2014. Yeah. What was the award? What'd you win for that year? That was for Volition, oh, yeah. Metal Hard Music Album of the Year. Awesome. Nice. That'd be nice to make nice. it too, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I always thought that would be a good um, weapon if anyone oh, broke, broke into, into your house. house. <laughs> Maybe I should I should have it up in the bedroom and not on, you guys on are up for artwork. What a story that would be too, Chris man. Chris will love. You guys are up for artwork as well. Yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it was... Uh, I forgot we submitted for that. So my daughter and I were watching the live stream and we got the nomination. We're jumping around and just like close it down be like, whatever. And they're like, Oh, you got two. Um, (laughs) where I have a hard time taking any personal credit, but Luke definitely quarterbacked that and found an amazing artist. And then our friend, John Malosh, who's does a lot of layout stuff, did all the layout stuff. So, you know, it's awesome that they got recognized and I'll, I'll say we, the collective we, but I definitely was just like, Looks good, man. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 especially, so are you, are you guys performing at the show or? No, I'm, I want, uh, they're doing something virtual. It sounds like artists are performing in venues around uh, the, the country. Oh. Um, so I, I, I would imagine all of that's worked out. I wanted to pester a few people being like, Hey, include metal on this. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to uh, present or do something or just yeah. whatever, but um, we'll see. Maybe, I, you know, it would be great if they actually, you know, paid attention to that side of it. Cause a lot of the metal and tech awards get presented the day before, you know, and it's like yeah. in a little convention space and it's like, sure, that's great. But 
Uh, and then it's all the rest of it's safe for Jesse Reyes and, you know, the pop kids and stuff. And I, I get it, but because from the standpoint of like, I don't agree with it, but I am, you know, they're trying to jam all that. They're just trying to make it a, a show. It would be awesome to, um, you know, have you guys perform like fully, you know, with the, the opera house or something and just slay it down or I don't know, it would be great, but I don't know if that's. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's definitely tough. And then I think like they usually do that gala, which the gala is really nice, but in, if you go in person and I think they probably stream it because um, you get to go have dinner and it's mm -hmm. fun, but it's like when they do the actual award, award show in between awards or going to commercial, they just go, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. And I'm sure of the however many awards, there's probably like 50% of them that are like that. So it's like classical music and jazz and instrumental and kids and all that stuff is in the same boat, right? So it's like, who's to say metal should have more recognition than classical album or modern, modern, modern jazz record or stuff like that, right? So everyone's fighting for that spotlight, I think. So, um, but yeah, it would be nice to kind of be more You know more the other bands that you're up against? Annihilator's in there, I know. I think that's Annihilator? Isn't it? Or no. Yeah. Or am I just really old? <laughs> no, to be honest, I made, I did this last year too, cause I was curious, but I made a playlist on Spotify of the 2021 uh -huh. and I've been listening to it, but the Unleash the Archers record is phenomenal. Ooh, is it? They weren't on my radar at all, but I'm really happy I discovered them now. And nice. that it's been would interesting be because if none of this had happened, it, you know, you guys might've shared a bill this year somewhere, you know, yeah. the records there have a new record, you know, agents love to put that shit together and it probably mm -hmm. would have been a big tour. So it's, it's a bit yeah. of a shame that there's a lot of bands. Um, I think there's a lot of bands that would have broke in the last year and a half or last year, especially that didn't get a chance to break because of everything that's going on. Yeah. No, for sure. You know, um, cataclysms also in there and you said annihilator and there's one, I think it's called vile creature, which is more kind of like black metal. -y. Ah, um, do me, huh? Yeah, it's cool. But it was the thing I also liked is there's two females uh, in the nominations where it's like, I know metal is a white male. Unfortunately, <laughs> form right, of yeah. music. And it's like, it needs to start getting more diverse. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's nice to see some women recognize and yeah. hopefully there can be some uh, people, a BIPOC -B <laughs> uh, in there as well. And just, mm -hmm. you know, people of different uh genders or identities and stuff like that because you know that's one thing that i don't know how i change that i can start engaging with people that aren't the typical metal but a metal looking fan or musician but when i stand on stage and look out that's kind of what i see is young white men mm -hmm. and I, we want it to be more diverse because it just becomes this kind of like macho culture sometimes which it needs to change yeah, yeah. I can remember any times I've been to shows and I, I've really liked the band and then I see the way the crowd reacts and I'm like, oh, I don't like this band anymore. You know what I mean? Um, this isn't, this is, I'm thinking of a, a different band, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I big fan of the band went at the show and it was like their fans were uh, like, it was like a sports hunting crowd kind of, and I never even saw that coming. So mm -hmm. the, yeah, all the guys were like, you know, being, yeah. And it was, it was a bad crowd. Didn't like that. So that's, that's really cool that you say that a lot of people should uh, step up for that kind of thing. Um, is there any female fronted bands or any bands that have females in them that you can think of that you want to promote a bit? Well, I think, uh, well, the singer from Unleash the Archers mm -hmm. sounds, uh, 
well, it is a female. Um, I don't know much about the makeup of the band. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of the punk band War on Women. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's two or three women. And then there's two males, but they're super feminine, but super angry, but nice. amazing. Um, in punk and metal, that's two I can think of off the top of my head. Remember, remember Fuck the Facts? Yeah. There was that there was a little girl singer in there. And she was just like, Rah! She was just okay. Give her. I don't know if you remember her or not. She's uh, right from the no, always yeah. played with them in the Kingston area, but she was just okay. this tiny little girl. And we'd hang out after in Kingston. I always loved Kingston before I moved here, right? Whenever we played shows here, we'd hang out and party. But uh, I remember ha- like seeing her after the show that we played with her and trying to talk about her with Slayer, and she was Slayer. Like that was too, that wasn't heavy enough for her, right? Yeah. Like, it was like, oh my God. And she was totally schooling. I think it was me and Mel was just schooling us on metal. But we were like loving it. It was like, oh, that's awesome. Right on, right on. Yeah. So who should and, we be listening to, right? Just, oh, yeah. Tell them. It was really and cool. D from I Hate Sally. She was in there for a while, right? She, she's my neighbor. She lives right up the street. From wow. We'll say hello to her. I definitely will. She my was friend. a darling. She comes by here all the time. We we hang out, man. Yeah, she's uh, that's awesome. just two streets up the road, buddy. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And also I, uh, the bass player from Moist is just around the corner as well. Jeff and I teach his son uh, art lessons. So Okay. Kingston's where it's happening. Kingston's great, dude. Kingston's it's right. so relaxed here, Tim. Like I was in Port Perry before. Remember that little town? And yeah, uh, and talk about like and and uh, it was it was just it was small and plus my my wife's not white so that that made it a little tricky there at times too. Um, but okay. uh, to yeah, come to Kingston it is great. It's amazing. And you know how many people told me, oh, how can you leave Port Perry? You don't leave Port Perry. Even Brent was like, oh, I don't know, dude. My lawyer who helped with the house moving and I, uh, okay, now that we're done, what the hell are you doing? But you know what, man, you surround yourself by the right people and you can survive mm-hmm. and thrive. And, and that's one of the things, again, as I think you guys did, is you had this core of, of friends from, when did you guys meet? Like, at w- what age were you when you first met? Were you in so, diapers kind of thing? Or? <laughs> so Mo, Mo, our drummer, he moved from Edmonton to Whitby and joined my kindergarten class. And I was assigned to show him around. Oh, my God. And then he was lived on the same street as Luke. So him and Luke became friends. So I think I met Luke in, like, grade one. I feel like I met Rody in grade <laughs> three or four. Amazing. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause we have resentments from like, remember that time in grade four, when I stopped talking to you and That's I was hilarious. taking a tally of how many times you swore. And <laughs> that song's about me, isn't it? You bastard. I remember that in grade yeah. six when you stole my sandwich. Yeah. So we have a lot of history, but yeah, it's like, you can't, you know, fake that bond of like how well we know each other. Uh, dude, it showed um, in the band, as I say, when you guys were young, that tightness, you guys had that tightness and, and the vision uh, that bands that played for years didn't have. Right? So are you, are you guys, so oh, that's, that is, you guys have been together for a long time. Now, how many members, original members are still in there? There's three of you guys still? Yeah, there's three left, Rody, Luke, and myself. Yeah. Um, we have a drummer who's been with us for seven years, Mike. Oh, wow who he played in another band called today I caught the plague and we had toured together and we loved him and he's just a beautiful person. Um, and then as a, we haven't, we don't have a permanent bass player, um, cam who's started as a merch guy, then was a light guy, wow. <laughs> then started doing sound, then played bass and now does sound for us from time to time. Didn't he, he produce, what's his didn't name? he produce a record? Didn't he produce a song? for? Yeah. He record? engineered volition. What's his name though? <laughs> Cam McClellan. Cam McClellan. Dude, cheers, buddy. Way to go. I, I, see, I love those kind of stories, right? That, that is, a, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Way to go, Cam. 
But um, so yeah, he's you know helped out with some of the bass. He played bass on Palimpsest, um, oh. but he doesn't want to be a full-time member so it's kind of that so really okay. we've got some some live basis and so we're, we're happy to be a four-piece right now and figure out the bass thing for the mm. time being mm-hmm. and well, you, you, got time. you got time yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so well, you have we another ha- band though don't you as well well i just started a band i feel like i was kind of peer pressured into it oh no, <laughs> uh, no not really but uh this this fella chris uh, he has a podcast called that one time on tour and he was interviewing a bunch of like my favorite punk, uh, heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started listening to his podcast and I sent him an email. I was like, Hey, I'd love to come on the show. I saw you had roadie, blah, blah, blah. And then he hits me up. He's like, Hey, do you want to play on this song? And I was like, sure. And then one day I was listening to his podcast. He's like, yeah, so I got a new band going. <laughs> I was like, we're in a band now. <laughs> oh, because wow. I went to your Facebook page and it was like a lot of, uh, the promo for that on there. So I was just checking that. Yeah, he's a social media wizard. Apparently, um, nice, right on. But there's a lot of hype right now, but we do have a two-song uh, seven-inch coming out in May okay. uh, and a song coming out in April. And yeah, it's more of like a pop-punk thing and the band's called Fire Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. It's been like, we call it a, a pandemic. Uh, yeah. None of us have, or I don't think any of us have met each other and we've like, we just have a chat and we've zoomed once and we're just hey. writing music together. So awesome. I just, I actually just added it. So there you go. Just that there one you time. go. And it's I, in there. I don't want to like, I think Chris wants me to play more guitar and I want to play more piano. Oh, cool. How long have you been playing so, piano for? Was that before guitar? Or is that something you picked yeah, up? Yeah. I started when I was five mm-hmm. and I did conservatory oh, and good for you. And how far did you go, buddy? I got my grade eight. That was the, that was the deal. Right. And I got my grade eight when I was in grade eight That's and I was tough, like, man. I'm out. I'm playing guitar cause it's cool. Yeah. There you go. Well, you paid your dues. Yeah. But I'm very thankful because I love playing right. piano now. Yeah. Um, my brother and sister, they both went further than me. I think they got their grade 10. So they're amazing. Wow. Well, that, I, know, I, I started conservatory with guitar and I was just, as a little, little guy and my guitar was bigger than me, you know, and I was just, Wow. Yeah. And then I, and then I met the guy with the long hair. Cause I'm a little older with the hairspray. It was like, Hey dude, you want to play some very inhaling? I was like, yeah, please. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it went from there, but yeah, that's good. You could stick it out with the conservatory. I teach a little bit yeah. of piano, but it's just like Gowan and like the national anthem to little kids and stuff. Cause there's my neighborhood here, as I mentioned, it's just so amazing. I don't want to turn them down. It's like, I could teach you how to play some piano stuff, but I'm not really, it's more keyboarding. Oh, that's great, Chris. That's great. So it's just, yeah. like, and then little guy just loves you. Little music and little kids to me is uh a combination that really gives them uh, confidence. And sometimes it's, it's their thing. Right. So I like, to, sure. I like to help people with that. It's good stuff. Yeah. So Tim, you're, you're a, a relative, like you're off the, the, um, the social thing for the most part, like you got a pretty low profile compared to oh, the, yeah. Really? So yeah, I, I got rid of all of my social media mm-hmm. about like three years ago. I just was like, didn't want to deal with it. Felt like it was, affecting me mentally um and now i feel like i'm in a way better place and i'm starting to get back on the train i just got an instagram on the weekend and ordered myself playing back in black and (laughs) made a video so i think i'm ready ready to kind of engage a little bit more um i put my daughter through college teaching that song tim that's how many times i've taught that (laughs) (laughs) do you have a tiktok yet no, I want to get a TikTok. Um, You're actually funny. Man. Yeah. My wife has it and she always is just showing me a bunch of stuff. But I feel like as far as 
uh, promoting yourself for music, that's a probably the best place to start because it's just kind of built on like videos and people sharing and using music. And, you know, I, I write stuff that's maybe like 30 seconds or a minute. I just throw it up there and then see if oh. someone does something funny over it or whatever. TikTok's so. the new record label, buddy. No, exactly. Is it really, well, I don't know that. it really is. It's really the new, everyone's, oh. that's where everyone's breaking. It's very interesting. Yeah. So maybe I'll skip, like I got on Facebook, like I set up LinkedIn when I set up my, I uh, started my new business because I felt like that was the professional thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then I got back on Facebook and I just feel like I don't even look at it very often because. Yeah, Facebook's a know. weird one. So many opinions on there, right? It's, it's funny too, because yeah. uh, I don't know if you knew my wife, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. A, a good story is she had cancer for a while there. She had lung cancer and she survived it. Okay. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, but we both went through uh, and that's, and, and it was, it was super hard on her. It was three years of battle and she's so strong right? she beat it. But the mental stress on, on me kind of, you know, bringing her through that or helping her through that, you know, all the power to her. I'm just, I'm just saying like the mental stress of it. I was the same way. It's like, wow, I can't take all these opinions and, and all, and I had to kind of shut down from everything there, you know, for a while. Um, but I, you know, in mental health kind of thing, I went and uh, I had, I talked to somebody about it and I, I did get mm. some help and it was great. It was great. But that, that trauma in my life and mixing internet media. Wow. No, no, I don't like it. Did you have trauma at that time or was it just, just sick of it kind of thing? Yeah, I would definitely say I had trauma. Um, I just to, to your point, I think if, when you're dealing with like life and death, and seeing it that closely, um, someone bitching about like some stupid opinion. It's just like, yeah. or seeing like, uh, like hunters and you just, it pops up and you see them with a deer hanging. You're like, Oh, that, that's what I want to see right now. Oh my, you know, it's like, yeah, it just makes you kind of question me. Like, should I be spending time reading this thread of people arguing back and forth or should I be kind of living my life? Yeah. But no, I definitely, you know, I've, I have a lot of trauma in my life that I'm learning about through therapy and group therapy. And, um, I had a manic episode in about, I think 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got diagnosed with bipolar one disorder. Um, so I've been dealing with that. I've been, I was hospitalized for a week. Um, so there was even trauma during that hospitalization and that whole experience. But, um, Since then, I've been relatively stable. It's still a a work in progress. It doesn't end, but I'm very thankful to have a really good team and a really good program and am constantly working on it and tweaking stuff and, you know, just doing my best and trying to be, trying to be gentle on myself. Because I think that's the thing when it's like, if I'm down and don't want to do anything, then I'll be like, well, you should be doing this. And we're like, why don't you just take the day off? Or if I'm like super hyper or like, you know, when I get elevated, I like just, I'm not as careful I'd normally be. So it's like, I make a mistake or I drop a cup and it breaks. And I'm just like, well, it's because you're this way and you can't do anything. And then I don't always realize that everyone has like good days and bad days and makes mistakes. And, you know, so it's important just to be like kind and remind yourself that it's okay to not be perfect. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
work in progress, right? He's yeah. like, no, nobody's perfect. And listen, dude, yeah. like you started uh, in uh, EP Taylor's in Thurman College and then went on to other things. You guys have stuck to what it is that um, you've stuck the course, stuck together here. You, you got your bros. Like, I mean, Chris and I are still together doing something mm-hmm. different, not making music, but we're still like the core is, is there of what you're mm-hmm. doing. Um, you've wanted, you know, which well, words mean whatever they're going to mean, but what it mm-hmm. definitely does is it puts your body of work into perspective because there was this many metal records, but those five were recognized and now you're up against it again, which is great. And I just think that like, hopefully all that helps contribute to the fact that um, I think you're doing it right. And I think you got a great support team. Um, we're super stoked for you. We've been a big well, if it helps, dude, my, you guys, man. We've when I was teaching with, with lots of students, dude, you guys were like, because I don't teach lots of students anymore. That was another thing that was mentally killing me was all these different personalities coming in and just running a business. So, mm. But I, man, so many kids you made happy, brother. So many. Yeah. Like, music made, does like, that, doesn't it? Tons, music do that. man. But I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. It's like, I got to keep it. There's so much more I need to. And you can't stop and reflect on and be comfortable with something you've already done. That's myself. It's like, oh, I, 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 I got to do something. I find myself pacing the house sometimes and I'll walk around yeah. the house and I'll look out a window and I'll sit down at my drawing table. I'll put on Bob's burgers or something. And I'll walk around the house and look, I got a forest out behind me and it's so hypnotizing. Okay. Tim, it's beautiful. Right? Yeah. Well, there's a squirrel. I'll throw a peanut to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I have uh, the ADD where I'm just like distracted by crazy little, I have a bad focus problem. Um, yeah, sure. And I, I found that a CBD oils helped me with that, but it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's other things that I've talked to um, serious people about that Kingston has helped me out with that's poor pair was like, Oh, you're just having trouble adulting. And then yeah. I was in the hot. Yeah. And then I was in the hospital for uh, what was I in the hospital for? <laughs> Pancreatitis. Cause I was working seven days a week and eating my dinner at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Please. And drinking on an empty stomach. But of course, Oh, you're just, you have trouble adulting Kingston here, Tim, Man, they sat me down like once a week and talked to me and found out what was going on. Right? It was. Yeah. It's, it's not a weakness, man. Like people need to know that for sure. And I think like I look at it sometimes as a superpower. Like I was feeling a little bit high this weekend, mm-hmm. um, not from drugs, just naturally. Oh, and okay. I, I ripped apart. I ripped my I ripped apart my basement and completely reorganized it and was like, go, 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 go. And it's like nice. now I've created a workspace for myself that like serves me a lot better than like what I was in. I do take advantage of the time where you got the gift of, of doing stuff. But when you got nothing going on, man, like just chill. And I know that's hard. Like, right. Like I, I it's, no, just chill. Sure. It's, it's like when somebody says, just relax, Tim, <laughs> stop yeah. thinking about it. Right. You can't do that. Totally. Um, so here's my question. You know, what used to drive me nuts, Tim was showing up at these shows like four hours before they started and sitting and waiting for the show to start. Did that bother you at all or no? Yeah. It's hard to like sit around. Um, I, I feel that- like, Sorry, a lot know of the, the next one's the same thing, right? Like, I'm sorry, I didn't lay it all out. So you, you sit yeah. there for, and you wait, but you know that you've got three more, four more, 10 more nights of doing the exact same thing. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I think um, that's the hard part. The, the hard, the easy part's playing the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hard part's getting to the show and waiting and like, you know, staying sane and all that. I, I was always very involved in like management stuff and working and I've taken some courses online and stuff like that. So I always like, anytime I was at the venue, I'd always just like crack open my computer, set up my desk for that day. And I'd always have, you know, a couple hours of things that would need to kind of be attended to. Nice. Um, and then try to take advantage of 
wherever you are, even usually you're in the wrong part of town. Um, <laughs> but go for a run, go for a walk, go take, like meet a friend, whatever it is. Mm. Um, I think I usually try to stay pretty, pretty busy and, you know, hopefully you're not too hungover sometimes, yeah, right. so you, like, you know, some people like I not, not to judge or whatever, but I know some people that like got in the routine of like going to bed at like 6am and then they wake up and it's sound check. And then you only have to wait a few hours and then you, you know, so it's like the weights yeah. after the show, but I I'm always like, especially now, like after the show, I have a shower, get my stuff and get into bed as soon as I can. And I try to be up earlier than kind of stay up all night and then wake yeah, up. Changed a couple time. hours ago. So well, I had, nice. yeah, it, nice. it, it'll, it'll get a hold of you if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, I hated yeah. waiting for dude. The, the wait before shows was what got me. I remember sitting in a van and wanted to like jump out. Like just, yeah. I, 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 had, I had to physically like stop myself from jumping out. Cause I was visioning. Okay. After this show, I'm getting back in this van. And there was like, and that was caliber. So there was like six of us that were just like, oh, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked so bad. And I remember like just wanting to, the shows were great. Everything else about it. I just got, I hated beer, you know, because it, it just got to that point where I hated everything about it. Yeah. And that added to yeah. anxiety, the waiting, right? And I find for now sure. if I'm waiting for a student to show up, I'm kind of like, <laughs> get that little bit of PST or what do they call that post-traumatic syndrome PTSD. there? Yeah, PTSD, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's the thing. And that's like, you know, I feel like the industry we're in, it normalizes a lot of alcohol and drug abuse and other um, addictions. And, you know, those are the times to act on them. And, you know, myself and others, I've watched people, you know, they don't know what to do and they're bored and they have that anxiety and having a drink or smoking a joint or whatever it is. It's like, that brings you back down a little bit and, um, you know, it might help in the moment, but usually long-term, it can lead to like habit forming things that cause stress in your life. Right. Well, you get off the road and it's like, you still, where's my beer. Right. You know, I, I remember being like that. It's like, cause you, we, we, we were a lower tier than you guys. Right. So we'd show up for shows and they'd be like, well, we can't pay you, but you can have all the draft you can drink. And it's like, Oh, well, exactly. That's the thing. It's like part of what your payment is. And especially when you're younger is like getting a case of beer and a bottle of liquor or whatever. And it's like the funny thing too, like in reflection is that looking back is like our booking agent was like booking us and our rider had booze on it and we were underage. And it's like, what are the ethics there? I remember right. we, we played a, a show with corn and limp biscuit Whoa. when we were 16 I or 17. That. I remember Didn't you guys get, okay, I, yeah, go, go, go. I feel like, I feel like I don't know if I can ever prove this, but I feel like I looked at the schedule and it said the bands like corn, Limp Biscuit, there was like a side project, and then it said Nickelback, and it was scratched out, and then it said Protest the Hero. I what? don't, I don't know how to validate that. That's awesome. But, the, but anyways, so we got we got a show, and we got drunk. I gave my backstage pass away. So a uh, woman ran back there, and then they linked it back to us, kicked us out. But all that to say, that, there you go. I why knew you got why was why was Clear Channel giving seventeen year olds a bottle of vodka? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and not to get anyone in trouble, but I just think it was interesting that people were kind of enabling that. And maybe I have different opinions on when you should be drinking, but sometimes producers nodding along with you, my friend. Yep. Yeah. And, and sometimes they didn't, there was, there was instances where we were legal drinking Asia Canada and you go down in the States and you're underage and you're getting X's on your hands and whatever people, 
people can get stuff if they need it. No yeah, matter. If they're going to get you all drunk and you're underage, you're going to do something that's going to like I, that's going to get you kicked out. They should be ready. They should, if they're going to give you booze, they should be prepared to deal with the consequences of giving you booze. I guess right. Yeah, totally. And it ended up not being a like we were told that we were blacklisted and whatever. Oh yeah. And oh, there were so many rumors about that too. Like it was like the <laughs> Fred Durst fight, and you know. Rody um, got in a fight with I was I think it was Rody got in a fight with uh, Fred Durst that was the best story I heard about that and I was saying well he must have Rody must have kicked his ass because that guy said, <laughs> yeah so uh, here's a question I got now one of my students told me this who's a huge fan of yours his name was Sean Lloyd he lives in Toronto and he's met you I don't expect you to remember him but he's met you guys okay. numerous times um, mm. hair trigger video did you guys just have like two hundred bucks went to a dollar store and film that video. So that's the one like we're go-karting and roller yeah, skating. Yeah, dude, and... my favorite video bike. I love that video. And the song's amazing. That, too, but... that was definitely, I think it was a video grant. So it was more than 200 bucks, but oh, like. Oh, so that's not true. I, that you just had money left over from, from what your, whatever funding you had. And you just went to the dollar store and grabbed some stuff and pulled that off. I don't, hold on. Can I pull it up here and just to look at it? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember we we, were, we rented roller skates. We were playing roller skates. We Rody was go-karting. Yeah, you went to a soccer um, field and Rody had that tiny little shirt on there. And um, the girl, the girl's in there that sings a bit and she was making Jade, it with Luke. Oh no, that was Luke's girlfriend. Okay, that's a different girl that was singing then. But then Jada has like the flag. Yeah, this is, that's all down by the Sound Academy. Or oh. whatever it's called now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a little go-karting track down there. Yeah, man. But that was like not a high budget video, but it was probably like no. ten or twenty thousand dollars. Whoa! Oh yeah. my god, that's hilarious. So the total uh, so this is news to you. So the rumor about that video is that you guys this is your last single from the album, blah blah blah. This is all the money you had left to do. So you just went to the dollar store and you bought like all this stuff, like a and a shirt that didn't fit, and and you went out and you filmed the video. That's isn't that awesome? That, that's the urban legend from that video. My oh, friend. really? Yep. Oh, I forgot. There's Luke smooching his his girlfriend. There you go. Yeah, because there's a big smooch scene and in there. RF smooching his dog. Um, and then Jada, yeah, she's singing. There's a great no, wipeout. Like, there's a great wipeout that I either you or Luke do into the drum kit yeah, right so, off the beginning. Some of us, someone falls. Is it Luke or is See, it you? Slide right into the drum kit. Okay, we're just rocking out here. You're walking down the road together off the very beginning. Okay, yeah, I'm watching it. Doing soccer kicks. Um, we're just, well, there, yeah, Luke. <laughs> and then they, yeah, they Luke failed. Digitally, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, funny. but for sure, it's funny that, like, um, they were, I don't know if they're giving as much uh, grant money for videos, but it's like, we'd often get approved for, like, $20,000 to make a video. And, like, you know, you could do it much cheaper, but, like, you turn it over to a production company, you're like, okay, you get, a, you know, a few people shooting, a, a whole crew catering the works and it's like it probably was kind of a waste of money um but <laughs> what about you know, the one you did on that big cruise ship thingy there y'all with all the the matching yeah, limb from limb oh my gosh what did that cost like that, that yeah that, they that, were all around the same oh my gosh that cost the same amount as uh as hair trigger that's amazing so, what they can do in post that's hilarious buddy i, mean, I love amazing trigger, what they can too. do with uh like that that video is just that makes me smile i, I just watched that's my just yeah smile I think that was my, one of my favorites, the limb from limb one with the village people. Like we wanted, oh, we were trying to, we were trying to figure out what to do. And Luke just sent an email with an, in the Navy video 
for the village people is like, we have to just recreate this. And like, but that video, like we got a choreographer, we took dance lessons, we hired dancers. It was like big production, right? Yeah. So I miss those days just for like, you know, creating visual art like that and, you know, to go along with the music. Awesome, buddy. But you guys are all super creative. You know what I mean? That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Tim. See, I'm smiling now thinking about the hair trigger video, man. It's just so great. And that was, I was, if, if uh, I was introducing another tier in guitar playing, that was the video that I would show the kids. Cause they'd be like, Oh my God. Like, so they just laugh at it. I think it's hilarious. Right. And then I yeah. then blood meat and they'd be like, Whoa, no way. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Serious. Holy cow. Bad stuff. Bad stuff. <laughs> totally. Buddy. Thanks for joining us this week, man. It's yeah, awesome. I'm no, looking forward. A, you got the book coming out. Uh, you're writing a book. You're thinking about yes. fucking doing a thing. Yeah. So, um, I haven't said too much about it, but sure. yeah, I just, Good I want you. to, to write. I, I think I tried to send you something and I sent you the wrong link, Brent, but I would definitely appreciate your guys' like input and memories on yeah. that to kind of shape. 100%. Well, that, anything that we can do to help. That's for sure. But I did yeah. mention Brent. I said, this guy that we met when we were 13, it's like, I remember playing a show and he was a promoter and just being like, this guy's still here. So it's like, don't burn bridges. And it's like <laughs> all the people here, you're going to see, you're going to see them again. You know, you, and I'm teaching, um, I'm keeping the word going for you guys. I, the younger generations yeah. come up and I like guitar protest, but you're totally, totally. right, man. Yeah. And it's know. like, it's not, don't be a nice person. Cause you don't, you want to get something out of it, but it's just like in the Canadian music industry and in the music industry, people tend to kind of stay in it. And you'll continue to cross paths here and there and everywhere. And it's like, you know, it's just better to be kind and be a good person. It's a lifestyle, right? Like you get that music bug, man. That's how I was wondering if you already, if you wanted to be a musician when you're just really, really little, because it, it does grab you. I, I feel it chooses you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd ask you to share your socials, but you're not really on any. So we're no, I'll share my Instagram. I just yeah. got, at, I just added at Tim Mac Miller, PTH. I'm number four. Tim you Mac can see Miller, my back. PTH. Is that yeah, it? Mac- Mac Miller, M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-R. Right. Miller, not like Miller, Frank Miller, the uh, comic artist. Or, oh. like, or like the Miller. dead rapper. The or the author. dead rapper. Uh, what was there a rapper? Yeah. I don't, rap. I don't know. There's a, Mac, there's a rapper called Mac Miller. But yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, he had an overdose. And now I'm the only Mac Miller. I was going to say, so you just slid right in there, right? <laughs> He's kid. a good kid. I had him on a tour, actually. He's a really good kid. Really? Yeah. yeah, no, that's a, it's a really sad story. But um, well, no, if you got if you got any info you want about the early days, man, and not only myself, but my wife was there for a lot of the uh, recording that we did, right? Because she was there. She drove us back. Totally. Um, I got I, I, the Jeopardy story is really rad, dude. Like that's because that blew again. That's just like it's such good conversation when we're out mingling in Kingston here, cause we've been to places where there's been like, I remember the tragically hip there, or, you know, I measured, you know, other people that were important from things and you want to have stories, Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. stories. And our, our main news guy here. Um, oh geez. What's his name, Lonnie? Bill Walichka is our main news guy. Remember Bill Walichka from Much I know Music? that name. He had the hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the curly hair. Yeah. yeah. So Bill Walichka is like our, our main news guy here. Right. He's got wow. the morning show and everything. Yeah. So it's like our jet, the generation of everything that we started is, is like kind of running Kingston. Like Mark runs the music scene out here as a film yeah. festival, man. Um, I just got put on the board of directors for the whole, uh, it, it's the music scene, the whole Kingston. Wow, music thing. I'm now on the, yeah. Thanks buddy. So I'm now on the board of directors for that. And uh, they got lots of grants coming in, Tim. So we're going to get you guys down here when things are good and you guys are going to come to my house and I'm going to barbecue you, whatever you want to eat. You can chill out, bring your wife. Like it'd be, 
if, if you're not on tour and it's a one-off, that would be great. Cause then your family could come hang out at my house if they wanted to. I'm just going to come hang out with you and not have a show. Uh, well, that's even, that's even better, dude. I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'm right off the 401. I'm telling where I live right on line here. I probably shouldn't do that, but <laughs> Mark Garnis just weighed in and says, hey, I there's ha- Mark I, right there. There's Mark. I have the kids on drug CD that happy that had happy go lucky. And then you guys <sighs> play the show too. with us. Someone's gonna someone's gonna leak it. You guys have <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. Aaron at four seven. We shouldn't we shouldn't. What's no way nobody will leak it? Nobody's a lot of history. Funny thing is, what it, it is what it is. Try and find it though. Dude, I'm telling you, Tim. It is like the hidden, the the hidden, the lost tracks. Of protest the hero this band called happy go lucky same member like it's it, the mystique around it's amazing I, I gotta forward you some of my emails that i get from these guys too um if you wanted them yeah. for your book because it's great it's really funny and i'm always like well first i'm like how, how did you know me like why why are you attacking me but i guess i'm credited on like some of, of the online credits for the album right so yeah yeah, yeah. mr dot yeah, that was a long time ago buzzworks do you guys keep in touch with buzz do- I mean, he's well, like, not uh, really, but years, I like, but, yeah. I, I could contact him if I wanted to. Let's put it. Oh, I like, I like that. Yeah, but it's like, well, that, that's where people could sign. They could sign your autograph. For oh, okay. Fair enough. Wait, wait, it also was, like, we had $9 to make it. So there's the other side of that too. We didn't have enough for the middle. <laughs> Fair enough. That picture too. We're, that's me on the cover Brent, there. Eh, Brent, were you, were you giving me the, the, were you guys wrapping up or? No. Oh no, we can talk. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, talk. I'm wanting you to like, you know, definitely make sure you get all the stuff in that you want to talk about oh, yeah, as far as like your, but like Tim, your you, know, you know, that's I me on the cover, get... right? Tim, you know, that's yeah, me okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Um, I think I did once, but yeah. Now, you know, again, that's me. Well, Mark, Mark awesome. just said, he goes, it's the one, isn't that the one where Chris is falling into the half stack? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. That, but, that's but, classic though buddy that's classic is it is buzz still record um i think he i don't, I, I don't know i know he's not watching so i'm just gonna throw it out there he <laughs> i don't i don't think he does i think he was i think he does like some of those like one i had to stop following blues, him tim he's a huge guys. trump supporter man and i had to stop following him back when all that was going on yeah fair enough i know right, it's, thank you <laughs> well, no it's i just know that stuff is polarizing and oh it's too again it's, it's like yeah, that's another reason why to stay offline right when all that was going on it was like what yeah. the hell man but especially when a friend's like echoing things that you're so disagreeing with it's very disheartening i would rather not know you know what i mean it's, yeah and it's hard to engage with someone with a different opinion and not make it confrontational exactly. i think that's something i'm trying to learn and with covid like you know, watching videos that I don't agree with the opinions and trying to like approach it with an open mind and just being like, okay, here's information. And, you know, cause what you can do is curate all the, you can curate the opinions, opinions you like to you. So you'll never see anything outside of what isn't in your comfort zone. Right. right. And I think that it is important to see other information and try to kind of land on your own opinion from kind of all yeah, it's, it's like, sh- should I be ignorant to it at all? Or should I like live in my own little happy world? Right. Like there's, it's, it's hard to find that common ground. Yeah. Um, especially when you like, like when you see something that somebody's loving and, and it, it's totally like somebody will say something and you're like, wow, I am so against that. And then you turn on your computer and you see somebody saying, no, that guy's totally right. And you're like, you're yelling at the TV and then you want to yell at this friend of yours for their voicing that opinion. See, that's, I don't do politics on my, on any of my any of my my feeds any at all I, I avoid it all i'd rather not know to be honest with you but you're right that's it's see i'm old though, yeah. right tim like I'm, I'm even older than you man so 
<laughs> I, I, I'm getting old and I'm at the I'm point now where I can't. <laughs> that's okay, dude. You can wear a hat. You can, I've, I've He's way older old. than me too. So we have that discussion. Yeah, I'm even older than Brent. That's really old. I, I'm too uh, old to argue about it with people anymore. You know what I mean? So I like to yeah, totally. live in my comic book bliss. But there was, there's a, a few years ago where I was, I was debating. It's like, should I be ignorant to it? Or because I could stand up and say some stuff, but I don't think that's my position in life. I think my position in life is to help the younger generation be happy with music and art and, and know that you yeah. can, you can follow through with being an artist and a musician. It's not, it's not impossible. It's and I, I do think that's the best thing you can do if you want to put positive change into this world is influence the younger genu- right? generation with good values. Totally Tim. Yeah. Cause they're, they're going to take care of us, right? We're going to totally. live in the world that they create. And I've always yeah. said, I love uh, that line at the end of the breakfast club, man. Like, you know, the, who, when I get old, who's going to help me? These kids are, no, they're not going to help you because you treated them like crap. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. 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 No, so for sure. I just want to say thanks for coming on though, Tim. Do you, um, yeah. I, I was looking yeah. forward to this one all week. I, I, so pop, we got, I got to mention one thing though. Are you into any pop culture? Like movies? If you were to throw on a movie, are you a documentary guy? Yeah. Documentary. Okay. I, um, that, I, I always want to learn, 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 learn. Um, but what was I watching? I, let me think of some of the shows. My wife and I, we, we watch, we argue over what to watch, but I end up, we end up falling somewhere, but we watched that. What was the show with the girls stranded on the Island on prime? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Girls stranded on an Island on prime. That was a documentary. Yeah. No, no, it was just a, a movie. Yeah. Uh, fictional no it was a series i'm really bad with names and what was the other i can't remember like for example the last things that like i chose to watch was that the chicago seven. Oh yeah i yeah. just saw so yeah. that which is i guess like kind of politically driven yeah. um i like that amends documentary show which is talking about the 14th 14th amendment and all the like um unrecognized groups of people that were like discriminated against mm-hmm. um I watched that Game Changers documentary, which is about like athletic performance and plant-based diet. Um, so yeah, again, curating stuff of my interest in documentaries. Yeah. Trying to, I've been, I've, I'm in the true crime rabbit hole right now, man. Because I had to stop. Oh, oh did you really? Well, it does. I I get sucked into it, but it's like I feel like it doesn't put my head in a good place. Like no. I really like this podcast called crime junkies. Yes. Yes. And I, like, it's addictive. And I just like, I don't want to go around the world. I don't want to be naive, but I don't want to go around the world doubting everyone and not trusting people. That's and tough, huh? did you see evil genius on, uh, on, yeah, uh, I watched Netflix? that. That was great. Cause I remember that with yeah. the, 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 the bomb. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, he's going into the bank. He's got a bomb. This is, yep. This is a bomb pizza delivery guy. Right. Oh man. David, like the news footage of that was horrendous, but and that, that kind of thing, right. Cause it starts off as like, okay, well, this guy robbed a bank and the way the, the, the Hills and the, the layers to that story was incredible. But all of them, like, I think I saw this like meme that was just saying like, here's the issue up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, down. It's unresolved at the end. Like there was a thing right? with, uh, I forget what it was called. Like, don't fuck with cats. The yes. Luca Magnata ones. I haven't watched that one yet, but, um, that was interesting. There was that one with, uh, the girl at the hotel in LA. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. from here, from Vancouver. Yeah. It was from a big Vancouver. story. It was yeah. a big story. And she had bipolar. Right. It was a big story thing? here because that was the first thing that they, that they were talking about was how she was found. They didn't talk about the Cecil per se. 
it was just this mystery about how she vanished from Vancouver and then she went to LA and, and, and then how they found her. So that's, that was the core of, of the story, at least was, in Vancouver. Was that the end of it though? She was, she had, and then it she, ended. she had some mental issues yeah. and that's then it ended. Wasn't yeah, she's, chasing her or? She well, stopped taking her meds and she was having like a manic episode. And, you know, I could relate to that where it's like they showing videos of her in an elevator and they're like, why is she going out the thing and looking both ways and like acting weird? It's just like, cause she's having delusions and withdrawal from having, whatever. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. That was, yeah. I've seen that one a while ago before that was out. Um, I see I'm, I'm again, I'm watching on YouTube, those 30 second ones. I'll just go to one of those channels and just okay. let it run while I'm, while I'm drawing and working. Right. And I listen and listen. And, and then it gets, yeah, I guess to the point where I, like, I got to put on like some Simpsons or Bob Bur- Bob's burgers or something. Right. Or some old mm. Spider-Man cartoons just to, the jet out of that, but it's so intriguing. I, especially when I'm writing about characters in in a comic book world, villains and heroes, and you hear about these villains, man, and how they get away with some of the stuff. And the, the thing that pisses me sure. off the most is 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 some of the uh, the uh, things between the law. Do you see that one where that guy was saying he committed like 360 murders, and mm-hmm. what it was was the uh, the Rangers feeding him the information, like 360 people, and this guy was. He had buck teeth. He was, he was, a mo- he was, he wasn't right. He was mm. confessions of a killer. Wow. Okay, this, no, I didn't. He did kill somebody, but these cops, man, took advantage of this guy's intellect and just, you got to watch it, Tim. It's, I won't tell you anymore, but um, okay. poor guy, poor guy, man. Like it, it's crazy. Well, that was the one thing. I have a hard time watching the ones where it's like people are, are miss, uh, like they're in jail for 10 years, but they find out that guy didn't do it when it's an injustice of the law. That's what I'm like. I, I really have a thing for that. It's probably my, uh, the superhero side of me. I don't know. Well, like, I think the problem that I have with all of that stuff is that there's no talk about, they cast the person who is the murderer or whoever is the villain. They cast them as this evil person and it's like the way I'm starting to look at some of that is it's someone who's very sick and mm-hmm. it's like, I want to hear the, the story of them, you know, getting well. And it's like, there's no follow up. It's like this person did this and they're in jail and lock them up and all that shit. And it's just like, I want to hear about the person that went into jail, serial killer and came out this change person. And right. now is like contributing. And it's like, I know there's stories like that. You know, um, it's funny, Tim, there is one, there's a guy and this is like, um, well, there's a bunch of them. There's Damien Eccles, obviously, that went in and Pearl Jam got him out. Uh, he okay. Was, he was he was uh, he was convicted and Pearl Jam got him out. Uh, I, I know this sounds odd, but there's actually a guy documenting his life out of prison for going for murder um, on TikTok every day. Wow. And and talking about like, I got a job. I got fired because I'm a convicted murderer. But mm. I'm I'm not a. This was you know it kind of explains the story it's it's pretty typical for like that scenario where it was like a bad wrong place wrong time all the rest of it but he's documenting what he's going throughout but on, on the mm. flip side he, he's also making right and he's documenting the whole thing as he's going like and that's, yeah, th- th- that's th- cool. this was the woman that came in and taught me in prison and who um helped me get my my grade 12 to go on and mm. so she doesn't know i'm out so he went and knocks on her door and she's like like she didn't think he'd ever get out. And so he's making amends. And to, to your point, Tim, that is like a killer story to watch because he's literally yeah. like, like full of remorse. Uh, clearly it was a mistake. And then he's making it right, trying to fix his brain, do the whole thing. And it's really interesting to watch. Well, I noticed just- when they do the sentencings, they, they pick out 
like, you know, the judge will say like, you have showed no remorse here. As a matter of fact, you know, you seem the opposite. And there's other ones where like, wow, you like, you know, you need some help. Um, I was, mm-hmm. it was funny because I was just watching one today and the stupid kid, he walks by the family and he's like, do something, do something. And I'm just want to reach in there. And this kid was like, you know, 18 years old and he, he was from a little town and he thought he was like a gangster kind of thing. Right. Um, and yeah, and he was walking by the family of the kid he killed and he's, he's yelled, do something, do something. And then after a month goes by, he did a plea deal and he ratted out all his friends. Yeah. Like, like the, 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 the toughest one out of the group. Right. And he, 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 uh, he ratted out all his friends and got a lesser sentence out of the thing there, but yeah. So do yeah. you collect anything, Tim, other than guitars? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not a huge guitar collector. I oh, didn't okay. heard. I, I do have some in, in the back. I actually just put that one on display a couple of days ago, but that's my dad's, Oh, that's awesome, which was, buddy. uh, I got it, uh, handed down to me when he passed. Um, but that's a guitar I learned on and it's like a 1960s, uh, Hawker. That's awesome. So I was actually playing it the other day and it was bringing back some memories, but, um, yeah. yeah uh, what else do I collect? Um, and also from my dad, like my dad was definitely a collector. And when, when he died, he left me a lot of his collection. So I have like boxes oh of baseball cards oh, and hockey cool. cards. Okay. Oh my gosh. But, but I have 19, like I have 1960s, 19s, maybe late fifties hockey cards. What? And some of them are in pretty good condition and some of his baseball cards from that era. And then we started collecting together in like the nineties. So I don't think there's much value in the ones that we bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, you never but know, like, man. You never know. Nineties are starting. Nineties, nineties stuff is starting to become valuable, especially comic books. I got a Cal Ripken that I thought was worth lo- a loads, and it's not quite there. <laughs> I was like, you hey. have to get them. <laughs> yeah, you have to get them graded yeah, if you yeah. really want to sell them. So you have to send them to this company that will grade them and like certify them, and yeah. that costs a little bit of money. So I don't know. I think I have a few Gordy Howe cards that are like worth like what? maybe six hundred. You have a Wayne bucks. Gretzky rookie because that's like a. Uh, $500,000 card, man. If that's uh, in there, uh, man. Yeah. Anyways, I, I have to go through it, but it's all kind of there. So your dad was, a, your dad was a big collector of stuff like that. Huh? Did he collect comics? Yeah. Any comics? Oh, hold on. I just, okay. So see this table? Yes. I, you can't really see it. Let me move. Let me move. I can see the table. Are those okay. comics? Well, no, it's just stuff, but I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. Um, I guess it's part of like grieving and whatever, but it's like, I got some stuff from my stepmom of his and I just like put it in a bag in a box and had it under my desk for like three years or whatever. Uh-huh. And my next step in this process was like, I'm taking it out from my desk. I'm putting it on this table. And I did find a few comics in there. It's like Romeo and Juliet and whatever, but I'll show you. Hold on. I love comics, dude. It doesn't matter what they are. See, everybody has comics, Brett. Everybody loves this stuff. Huh? Classic illustrated Oh my gosh, dude, look at that. 15 mm-hmm. cents. So that's like, what's that? 1968 or 71? I don't know. It, it will say, Tim, in the, in the very inside cover. Now let me show you. I got a Krang right. magazine. It'll be at the bottom of the 1964. Cover. Oh, whoa. Dude, you got something there, buddy. Do you want me to send you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll send you one of these. <laughs> Seriously? I'll send Sure. Like he'll mistakenly send you the one that's worth $52,000. No, dude, I, I, my collection, well, my collection goes to my daughter. She's already pinned it. Like it's all oh, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. There you go. Well, those look like they're in great condition. I guess like they're a little, I don't know. They're like, well, for, for dude, for 1962 or what'd you say? 64. This one's 66. Oh man. That's awesome. Anything in the sixties is 
is awesome, dude. See, mm. I love that stuff. See, that just makes me smile too. Like that's my when I when I'm sad, I, I don't play my guitar anymore. I get all my I get a box of my comics out and I just go through them. And it just makes me happy. You know what I mean? It used to be my guitar. Oh. Now I'm getting yeah. older. Now no, when I play totally. guitar, I feel like I have to do something. You know what I mean? It's like if I get my guitar out now, I'm like, okay, well, I better finish this song or I better learn something for somebody. It's almost like a work thing when I put my guitar on now, which is, which is, which is sad. Yeah, no, no, I get that for sure. I, I think I need a break from that. But a drawing, dude, yeah, it's my happy place. Like I love, especially that old art on those comic books, dude. Yeah. Well, your dad yeah. sounds like he was a rad dude. He liked music. He liked comic books and he liked sports cards. I, did, did he drink beer? Uh, he was more of a wine guy. We would get along fine. Yeah, he had a really nice wine cellar. Um, Yeah, he definitely. um, Yeah, he he was in he was in bands. He taught me how to play guitar. Really, he claimed he was in a band called Nirvana, (laughs) like uh, the sixties. Really? Um, Yeah. So um, you're putting this in your book, right? You're putting all this stuff in your book, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still you know, figuring it out, but a tough subject, I'm sure my friend, but, I, but I no, just, not, not, not even that, but oh. I just trying to figure out where the start is. Like I was oh. kind of starting at the beginning of PTH, but I feel like there may need to be like two narratives where it's like, this is my life and this is the band and they're, yeah. I don't know. Well, do I, I just writing. See, that's, I, 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 now that's my new thing, right? And that's why my favorite thing is to watch the movie, the shining, which is my favorite movie while I'm drawing like that. When I'm watching the shining, and I'm drawing, I'm like in my happy place. That's like my all time favorite, favorite movie. Um, so th- th- that's cool though, dude. I, that's uh he sounds like it was really right. I like that. And your book yeah. should reflect it. Sounds so you have, you're just, when did you decide you were going to write a book? Um, I don't know. It's been something that I've been thinking about for a while. It's been really hard to like make progress on it, but I'm just trying to yeah. block out a day here and there and just kind of, focus on it and just kind of stream of consciousness. Don't force it. Right. Yeah. 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 But I just think it's a really good way for me to reflect. Um, I feel like sometimes I wasn't always present in those moments and grateful for them as they were happening. So I think it's kind of nice to revisit them and, you know, especially with all this and not being touring and being super active in a band right now, it's like, you kind of feel like you took it from for granted, but I feel like there is, a pretty interesting story and I've seen a lot and been through a lot and I just kind of want to write about it and from like my wise self mm-hmm. <laughs> looking back on mm-hmm. a lot of the interesting and silly things that I did. And well, I don't know. if you need anything from me, buddy, and I have some students that I could even get a hold of who have met you guys through, you know, my school or whatever you need from me, man, I just, you got my email, man. Send me an email and give you my text number and everything at all. Um, so I'm, I'm in Kingston, sure. so I don't know how far away you are right now, but um, always available. I'm in dude. Scarborough. Scarborough, okay. Well, I'm, yeah. No. Hop on the Via train. You can the be there in two hours. Well, that was tough the to get. right up the road. We got him out to Vancouver once. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got Chris oh, out to Vancouver once. Oh, but Tim, as I say, a... that's my anxiety, buddy. I, my traveling. <laughs> my, <sighs> traveling? Traveling as anxiety. I went to the States with my wife last year and, Okay. It was just before COVID started and I was in a, in a line for three hours. And when mm. I get anxiety, I have to go to the bathroom and I was not allowed to get out of that line. And <sighs> dude, I was like, yeah, it was really bad. Like I was hyperventilating. I was oh, gagging, man. almost throwing up. Yeah, it was really Panic bad, attack. really bad. And I take CBD oil, um, mm. a medical one that helps me. And I couldn't bring it with me because I was going to the States. So Tim, I yeah. was, I can't travel <laughs> very far. That, and then my doctor said to me, she said, okay, 
you're, you're you know, this is you're in your late forties now. Um, if you don't want to travel, don't travel, Chris. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I I don't have to. Tra-. And and the dude, just her saying that to me, Tim, made yeah. me feel like you're right. You don't have to travel. Have to do anything you know you what I mean, Tim? And that's the thing. But that that to me, and that's funny because talking, that's a, with uh, politics different. Mental health. I really think it helps for other people to talk with other people so they can share their experiences. And that was when I was, when she said to me, you don't have to, you're old enough that you don't have to do these things that freak you out. You know, you're not, you know, when you're a kid and you have to do them. Yeah. It's not like that. Totally. She's saying, it's not like that anymore, Chris. And it kind of a light shone on me. It's like, okay, if people think I'm being like ignorant or rude, I'm not. And if they, and if I explain to them and they don't understand, then they don't care about me. Yeah, totally. And the other thing too, is that like, the times that I've been honest with like how I'm feeling. So if it was like a mental thing where it's like, Hey, you know, just a heads up, I'm depressed. If I'm seeming like a dick or an asshole, it's like, don't take it personally, you know? And then someone's just like completely understand. It's just like, right. Weight is off my chest. All good. And if you're in a line and you're like, Hey, listen, I have crazy anxiety right now. I just need to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in five. Do you mind holding my spot? Someone would probably be like, absolutely. Maybe not, but well, not whatever. Airport, it's it's more of a thing now. Let me do that. Yeah. Now it's, it's more, I mean, it is definitely, um, I think the stigma is big time off of it now. Um, from all of it, all the mental side of it, I think you're getting it a lot more, especially Tim, like, in touring and all the rest of it, I mean, it is, you know, like it's a, it weighs Huge on you strain. and then it's on the other side, you know, you're surrounded by people going through relatively the same thing. So every single day there's some, you know, we're all missing home. We're all, you know, on four days uh, of shows in a row. We're all um, doing, you know, we're all on our off day hitting the pub. Like we were, I was not anymore, but it was like, you, you know, it can weigh. And um, if you go into the thing, you're not prepped for it. You guys blew up fast in big, if you think about it, the way, cause I hit and the way it went, it, well, you guys were really, yeah, uh, you guys were, and, and it was thrown at you. Right. And as to your point, why are we getting booze backstage? And it's because it's like, well, you're in a band, you got to drink, you got to do the whole thing. And it's like, it, it's such a, you know, it's such a thing. Uh, that's attached to the business that it's mm-hmm. only really in the last, I've only seen it in the last couple of years where there's a sober bus or there's a, this, like where people are mm-hmm. actually going, you know, Oh, I don't drink. I, I did my first touring over the last two years sober and you take a lot of shit for it, you know, and it, that's a mental mm-hmm. wear down. People go, you don't drink like, well, I also don't do blow and I also do no heroin. What's the <laughs> fucking difference. Right. So the, the mm-hmm. funny thing is, but the stigma around it, it can weigh on you mentally. And so it's kind of a, a thing that you have to battle through. And you guys were thrown out young. And mm-hmm. like, how old are you guys now on average? I'm 35. Right. So, I mean. Still you came, young. <laughs> still, yeah. And you still came through it. And, and thankfully, you're, you're the old grizzled vets now that can tour yeah, properly. You can tour the way you want to. I was classifying you guys as new metal. And Brent's like, hey, they're not new metal, man. They're like, they're like. And I'm because I, I get stuck in my own little world here, right? And you guys are still, you know, young to me, like really young. Yeah. But yeah, Brent's like, no, oh, dude, they're like grizzled veterans now, man. They're not new metal. Because I was asked what my favorite new metal band was. And I was like, protest the hero, hands down. They're like, 
it's not really new metal. It's like, okay, I, um, what, like, and you? I don't know what, what you yeah, mean. You. <laughs> no, but to, to Brent's point there, like, yeah, you're in this, I would say, high stress situation, even though you don't have a lot of responsibility, you're putting a lot of stress on your body with travel, sleep schedule, you know, not eating well, um, changing time zones, you know, confusing yourself every day while waking up and trying to find out where the toilet is. <laughs> and um, so, so th there's all of those factors is the other factor is like every night's Friday night, wherever you are. So you're yeah. playing in a bar usually and everyone that's there is super excited. And part of the culture around rock music, let's say is like, yeah, it's party of the drink, whatever. So it's like, if you choose not to do that and you want to socialize after and everyone wants to buy you a beer, a shot, whatever. And I know we brought a lot of that stuff on. What's that? Try going out with the oh, company he, card. Yeah. I know we brought a lot of that on ourselves by also drinking and doing whatever and saying whatever on stage. But yeah. you know, when you're in that environment and, it does wear on you when you refuse and no thank you. And, you know, I've, you know, I haven't drank for a while and I've, especially when I tour, I don't drink or I stay completely sober. Um, you know, it's sometimes you just don't want to have that conversation with a stranger over and over again. So, you know, I drink a non-alcoholic beer or, you know, make a fake cocktail or whatever it is. There you go. Yeah. Those are great. Um, they sponsor the podcast. <laughs> It is one of those things where it's just like you are an outlier if you're not kind of participating. You don't want to party. You hit a great minute. note there. Like the, the, your fans that are coming out, like it's like, especially if they're huge fans, that's their night of like a six month period. Whereas this is just totally, this is just a small part of your career. So they're all like, you know, a hundred miles an hour going, this is the night we're going all night. And you're like, I got to do the same thing. Like, 30 more times this you know and 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 they don't understand that and that that's that's tough man I, like that's there's so much mental anxiety of being in a band that people don't understand you know um like a tip, if, I, if i was sorry if i was if what happened to you guys happened to me i would probably be dead dude so good for you like i i'm bad at saying no you know what i mean like especially at your age like kudos to you guys man no yeah so am i and it's difficult and you know also you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with people wanting to like go out on that night and have fun. And, oh, you know, not. that's a big night and people, you know, should be able to come to the shows and have fun. Um, but it's, especially when you're sober and you get to watch all of that from a sober lens, it is yeah. very interesting watching the behavior um, and what's while, going man. on and just kind of being an observer. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's annoying, but um, you could probably write a book is, on that. <laughs> just no, that subject totally. alone, right? It's been, it's tough yeah. and it's two years for me and I, it's a, it's, I'm over it now, but it's, it's that, that initial hurdle of like, you must not be having a good time. Actually. Yeah. I'm up at seven. You're just getting in. Well, hopefully I think that stigma is changing nowadays, you know, especially with like, uh, you, you know, hope, marijuana legal I, now you, in Canada and stuff yeah. like that. There's, there's other ways. And you don't have to smoke marijuana that will make you like, you know, all tired and stuff. There's actually tea or uh, CBD. There's other ways that you can occupy yourself these days. And, and then the non-alcoholic beer as well. Right. Like it's, it's a little different yeah. now, which is good. And it's more about like the excess and like the binging. Right. So yeah. it's like, you know, finding that line between like, I'm going to go out and have a good time and have a few laughs and knock a couple back versus where it's like, I'm going to 
drink as much as I can and black out and who knows what happens to me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I think it's that when it's like when you're abusing a substance, I think that's when hopefully you can say, why am I doing this and what's behind this behavior? Right. But Uh, not to say, you know, people can't go out and enjoy themselves and do whatever. Oh no, that see, that's their job where your job is to entertain them. Right. And they just, I I just found that like the mental, the mental effect that that takes on, on, on musicians and performers, a lot of people don't really get that, especially fans. They don't really get that because they have all the right in the world to go out there and just cut loose, right? Yeah. But uh, no, it, it's, it's tough on performers because you got to be on. And you, and plus you want to, I remember when I was was in uh, Caliber, um, when I was talking with uh, the Sony guys at the Universal and they're like, well, you, you're too old. Tell people you're this age, you know, cut this off. Yeah. And don't, don't mention you got a kid. Like there was, there was rules. And then you go home and yeah. you, you feel like you're a liar and a phony. Like I did. That's just my, my thing. Right. But um, it, people don't understand the stress that is on you when you're out doing that. It's like you take off from your family and everything. Cause you guys are all family men now, I guess. Right. Like you, you, uh, you Rody and Luke. Yeah. Both Rody and I have kids and are married. Um, Luke is settled down. He has a dog. And a cat. There you um, go. Our, I, our drummer Mike is engaged. So yeah, it's like we're trying to live normal lives. Most of yeah. us kind of have another thing that we're working on. That's like kind of more of our full time, part time thing. And the band's becoming this kind of part time thing. Just well. for now. So it's just I feel like at this age, it's like we can't, we don't want to, and we can't do it full time. You know, we have other right. things that are important to us. And get older, right? So, so is uh, writing is the next thing that you would probably think you would want to tackle or is there any other things because uh uh mo became what did mo do after drumming so he was teaching for a while like he went to school to do like tool and die in the trades okay so that's true and then he was teaching at the school he went to and then now he works for this company where like the last i talked to him they were designing like trade shows but they've migrated to like making virtual trade shows so he was showing me like here's this company's booth that we created and you go on and there's a screen and you click through and there's this digital thing and like wow but he's a super smart guy well yeah i heard the tool you got dude you guys were all super smart man there was no weak link there my friend um but that that was another rumor that was going through my school was that oh he quit to be a tool and die guy it's like seriously wow and they'd ask me like you know, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not sure why. So now we know there's a, another, uh, protest the hero myth that, but that one was but, true. That one was true. Yeah. But it's funny, like both him and ours, RF end up being like teachers and it's like yeah. RF had a high school education and like, how are you teaching college? You know? And then Mo just goes to college and then eventually he's a teacher at that college. And it's just like yeah, the it's teach, just, different world with the, the college teachers. Right. But everybody yeah. loved RF man. Like uh, my daughter, same thing. She was she was afraid to go up. And I kept saying, "Go up and say hi to him. Tell him who you are." <laughs> yeah. She just waited till the very last day when everybody was like hugging him and saying goodbye to him and thanking him. That's when she first went on to talk to him. Yeah, but yeah, Tim, you're always welcome at my house. Tim, always welcome. Here, All right. I'm just right off the 401. I don't like it's the first coming from where you are. It's the first one, and I'm just like I can basically see the 401 from my house here not like you got to drive all through because Kingston's weird, right? With the one ways and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, it gets weird with the downtown, but yeah, that's where Mark lives. No, I'm dude. I'm like literally a minute, two minutes off the 401 really easy to get to, especially if you're traveling like out past Kingston, man, that's, it's a great spot to just stop in and say hi to me. All right. Well, but you're more than welcome to bring the, like, I'm a family guy, man. You know what I mean? Like I teach, I, um, my daughter's back because of the COVID and she's in the basement with an apartment. It's just me and my wife and the, the animals really. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Rad, buddy. 
That's great. Protest the Hero, friends. Uh, nominated for Juno. That's Tim yeah. Mac Miller. The new Mac you Miller. Got it. Don't forget um, the Mac. The Mac Miller. Come back anytime, when brother. I got married. Um, I got the Mac. To have you. And uh, say hi to the fellas. Congrats. We'll be watching to see if you guys win. But regardless, it's an amazing story that you guys got there again. And this time, especially putting out killer records that get nominated for things. It's awesome, man. Awesome. My, my, my parents watch every episode and every time they're like, yeah, I can tell you like you were smiling so much tonight. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get the big smile message tonight from my mom. Right. She loves watching. This oh, stuff. I, I love talking the old yeah. times. The old time stuff is yeah. great, Tim. You know what I mean? It's, it remembers where you come from and why you are who you are and why you're doing things, man. Like it's just, uh, you know, it, it's great. to. It's, and I just said the music scene, we're all family, man. We, we've done a lot of cool things. Yeah. Stay in absolutely. touch, brother. Yeah. Well, have a good night, guys. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to send you a personal message there with uh, my info buddy after I'm Sounds all said and done here. And hopefully we'll talk soon. Yeah. Awesome. Come back good anytime, brother. Say hi to your family, yeah. man. I will. You take care. All right. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Right on. Rolling along, brother. Rolling along. We, uh... See, I could talk about the old days forever. On and on. Oh, wait, we had two hours here almost. Yeah, we got to we gotta wrap. Um, we do. We got to wrap uh, a couple things. Cow, so um, I didn't have to take a bathroom break. I was amazed. Maybe you have a less beer count this time. Um, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So coming up, uh, you're going to, you did the guitar lessons the other night, but you're coming. Uh, are you guys doing movie or anything this weekend? Are you doing anything on, on the, on Twitch this weekend? I'm not sure. Okay. Stand by. You'll see Rad Alex and I, uh, um, don't, uh, see Brad, Alex and I, uh, I think we're going to invade movies. Uh, the Kevin Smith pop-up. Oh, you got to do that, buddy. So I think we're going to do that. There's a Kevin Smith pop-up happening on Sun, like up here for a couple of weeks. I think on Sunday, I'm going to take Alex down to do, uh, the movies, uh, pop-up in Vancouver. So make sure you're checking that out. We're also going to try to broadcast a rad, uh, our Sunday hang from in front of Smallville. Oh, that'd be uh, so cool, dude! Because yeah, we're hey, like I three episodes. That. So, so now that's cool. See, now I'm now you're challenging me. I got three something. episodes into the Superman and Lois, and we're digging it. So nice. it's pretty rad. So Man, that's good. See, um, now I get up my game. I like that. I like that a lot. And and. Uh, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier next week, man. Yeah, next week. And there, I guess we're going to be talking pretty soon about, well, I'm going to be talking pretty soon about uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League reboot. Well, if so, I can watch it, I'll watch it, man. I just yeah. don't know where I can get a hold of the darn thing. I don't have that. Uh, Skeletron out now on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, Machete Comics. Come help me. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. And that's uh, that's that's how you can support the Brenton on Tour podcast. That's awesome. Uh, I like that. Buy me a coffee. That's all you got to do. Search for Brenton on Tour or Journey for Java. It's on there. And, you know, I I've kind of taken a thing on, on there where they could buy me Incredible Hulk number 181. There you go. You know <laughs> how much is, is that? Man? How much? Do you, do you know what that, do you know what happens in Hulk 181? Does he die? No, it's the first appearance of Wolverine. Lonnie oh, first okay. appearance of Wolverine. He, Wolverine first appeared. In an incredible Hulk comic book, sixty G's, I'll bet. Oh wow, I'm blanking on it. I'm looking at a bunch yeah. of other comics. I'm totally blanking on it. But if somebody Thanks. wants to buy that for me, I will be totally indebted to you. Thanks to our friends at Blue Microphones. Yeah, Blue Microphones, great. Mix headphones. And, uh, thanks for Dean for hosting us. Um, we Hi, uh, Dean. always. Very happy to be on all as many of these platforms as we can. And he gives us a space to do that. Check out DeanBlundell.com. Kids on the escalator on all the platforms. Uh, brand new Brenton on Tour podcast coming out tomorrow with Brian Wheat from Tesla. So that's very Yay, exciting Yay, Tesla! Me. And check yes. me out on Twitter because I'm fucking hilarious. And he's on the tick. He's on the TikTok now. 
Oh, TikTok. So, I'm sorry. Check me out on TikTok because I'm fucking hilarious. He's on the TikTok. I am. I'm ticking. If Chris goes viral, if Chris goes viral on on TikTok, they had one of those things that I don't know if you've seen the shit on the TikTok where they go, if you put this up and you don't say anything and you do this, you'll yeah. go viral. I'm like, yeah, yeah right. So uh, a lot of little clicking. There's a lot of those there. little things, but the grownups are making the best shit. So go to it. Well, guess, might, I'm seeing I'm seeing more comic books than bouncies now. So. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's what's happening. It's must be what you're subscribed to. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Everybody that has been kids on the nice. escalator podcast next week, we will be back uh, with a selection of people uh, hanging out. We're going to talk. Uh, Mike's coming back. I think Mike will probably come back. We're going to do some winter soldier. We got some wrestling talk ahead. We got a whole bunch of different Bitching. stuff and uh, good times. Rad dudes. Thanks everybody. Bye. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.